3: Spacious.
1: hello christina hello chelsea
2: hello, hello mal. mal hi and welcome everyone to parlor of the paranormal Ooh.
1: this is the podcast within a podcast where we read and review terrible paranormal romance novels this month and once
2: again oh yes so once again i am asking whoever suggested this book to turn on your location. This is just what I you just say at the beginning talk.
1: of every parlor now. Like, this is... you. you the last
2: one was great. The last <laughs> book was great.
1: But for the past several months, you've just challenged whoever... I mean, we know who it was. This month's book was Torn by Erica Painter, which was forced upon us by a lovely patron. I believe they go by Ghost. This this book
2: and now its subsequent sequel that we do have to read and the, third the reasons... One. They paid for all of them? They paid for all three, yeah. Oh, all three? After this fucking trilogy, no more books that do not have an audiobook.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a a new rule, everyone, because uh, not only did Chelsea need an extra week to actually read the book, but Mal didn't read it at all.
3: I was working. I was was doing my new job. Um, That's, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. That's what we're going to go with.
2: That's his excuse?
3: That's my. Well, that's the reason. You're going
2: you're gonna to hear about this book, and you're going to decide not to read the next two, and I'm going to make sure you do. Well, what it sounds
3: like is I'm going to have to read the first book because I won't understand book two and it book three. Matter. It oh. doesn't
2: matter. It doesn't
1: super matter. matter. I feel like you'll get the important plot beats from us discussing it today. As loosely as you can say, there is a plot. A plot. Yeah. For everyone listening at home, this was a book... Neither Chelsea or I liked for a variety of reasons, and we will kind of get into that after a brief non-spoilery summary of the book itself.
2: I do want to say this book made me feel better about myself, and I will explain why as soon as you're done with the non-spoilery summary. Okay, this is good to know, I guess. So, Torn by Erica Painter
1: is a book about a human girl named Charlotte living in
2: Parker, Alabama, I believe is the name of the town. It's Parker... Some southern state. They're in Alabama, I think. They're in Alabama, okay. They make some jokes about Mississippi. I, th- Which I guess is a thing.
1: There's a couple of jokes about just
2: like the South.
1: I do remember mm-hmm. jokes being made, but I think they're in Alabama. Yeah. It's set in a high school where Charlotte and her friends go about the drama of love triangles, hate crimes, just general stupidity. There's some allegory about AIDS
2: in there somewhere. There was a lot that was trying to be done with this book. There's an allegory to both AIDS and racism using like the same character, and it didn't work. It didn't work. This book has werewolves, sort of. It has vampires,
1: definitely. It has zombies. There's mention of witches. We sort of meet one. We'll learn yeah. more about that later. Oh, I'm sure. It's, it's basically just like... A high, an overdramatic high school romance novel set in a world where supernatural creatures also go to high school,
2: right? And it's within the first couple pages you learn that supernatural beings are just around. Yep, and people are aware. Yeah, and that's they exist. That's kind of the non-spoilery summary about it. It's like it's. Well, I would go on to say that we. The non-spoilery summary I'm going to say just because it is on the back of the book is uh, that the love triangle is between the human girl, the vampire that is her best friend, and the new kid in school that's a zombie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All of these things. That's the love triangle. Let me tell you, listeners, the more we're going to describe the book... It's gonna make less sense for you. It's not a good I book. promise. It's not a good book. I don't mean to rag on Erica Painters as a oh, human I being. Oh, I absolutely do.
1: <sighs> but like god, it's not a good book. We'll talk because more here's the thing. We'll talk Hold on. We'll talk more okay. about it after a brief word from our sponsors.
2: Okay, now what's your thing? So, let me, let me explain. I said two minutes ago, if you'll remember, that this book made me feel better about myself. And yes. let me explain. Yes. My college degree, the gen- my degree is Bachelor of Arts in Cinema. But on my degree, it does have my emphasis. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's on my actual, like, paper degree Mm -hmm. my emphasis is in screenwriting I've always been a writer I always knew I wanted like I do post-production and obviously that's like my my love but writing has been my love since I was a small child so I knew when I went to school I would have an emphasis in both post-production and screenwriting but my degree says screenwriting and a lot of times and I think a lot of writers can uh, relate you have a lot of um like imposter syndrome you're like other people's writing is better. My writing is shit. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to write. I have writer's block. Like, this is really hard to do. I personally have not written anything in a very long time because uh, I've just been really busy and I've, you know, screenwriting is no longer the thing that I am, am like focused on when it comes to uh, getting jobs and things like that. I'm hoping to get back into it eventually, but the imposter syndrome is, is, Really there. And in the process of reading this book and seeing that its reviews on Amazon are like all five stars, I realized that actually I'm okay because it is... I'm, I'm going to make a, an assumption about this book right now, and I'm going to be really sad if I'm wrong later. This book reads like it was someone's first draft for Nano Remo. And instead of editing anything ever, they just immediately published it December 1st. It does not feel like it was
1: edited. I will agree because like reading the Kindle version, reading the ebook, there are several typos. There are several grammatical mistakes. There are several instances of like the first word in a sentence not being capitalized. Like there There are are a lot of little formatting mistakes. There's formatting mistakes. There's a lot of little bits that had an editor looked at once they would have been flagged it it very much strikes me as this might have been something that was potentially self-published through amazon
2: yeah it which except that there's there is a paperback version of the book you can do that through amazon oh you can okay yeah no they'll do
1: they'll do like uh print on demand for a lot of those books interesting
2: yeah okay because also there's part there's a very specific part Where there is a conversation between two characters, a verbal conversation, not like an instant message text or whatever conversation that is formatted as if it was a script, like Mm -hmm. a screenwriting script. It's literally like name, colon, dialogue. Hmm. There's a whole conversation formatted in that way.
1: In the middle of an otherwise normal prose narrative.
2: Yep. And they also have several, there's several
1: conversations that are had in the form of text messages. There are several conversations had in the form of notes being slid back and forth to each other and emails being passed back and forth to each other where there's like bullet points. So they'll have like point one through six of an email and then someone will reply with points one through six of their reply to those individual topics. And that Mm -hmm. goes back and forth a couple of times. That's yeah, disorienting. yeah it it's like, I don't remember what we're talking about anymore.
2: Yeah, I had to like go because I was like, what the fuck is this in reference to? There's also like just there's like for I told you within the first couple pages of the book, they announced that, oh, it's just like everyone knows that vampires and witches and zombies and all that exists and werewolves exist in the world. That's it. An editor would have highlighted that and been like, hey, explain, expand on this, please. You need to create your world. You need to like expand upon your world. Why would we do that, Chelsea? Why would we? All you need
1: to know is that Charlotte's next door neighbor is named William. He's a vampire. He's very hot. And that's it. That's all you need to know.
2: Also, he's in love with Charlotte because of
1: also, course he is. Of course he's in love with Charlotte. This is where it begins to get a little strange. Let's get into the characters a little bit. Let's set the, our Too cast. Left. Yes. So Mal, as not having yes. no prior knowledge of this book, feel free to chime no. in at any pro- any point and ask
2: questions if you would like. I'm
3: already concerned.
2: Good. We may have answers for you, but the truth is the author may also not have answers for you, so okay. neither do we. Gotcha. Oh, also, let me hold on. I took notes while
1: I was reading the book of oh, my geez. questions. <laughs> so, let me get those up because I want to be able to reference them because one of the first questions that I had was we learned that William, our one of our main characters, is a vampire. He lives with his parents still who are like 200 years old or something. He's 80.
2: And okay. he is... Isn't he almost 100? I thought he was closer to 100.
1: I, as far as I knew, he was like 80 years old.
2: That's what I remember. Okay. He No, no he's got to be older because he talked about wanting to enlist in World War I and II. Okay. So he's older. Yeah.
1: He's probably closer to 100, yeah, because the book is set in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So he's over 100 years old then. His parents are 200. They move in next door to a normal human family the daughter of whom is charlotte charlotte or charlie as her friends call her at the beginning of the book is 17 and a senior in high school but when they met she was 14 and william saw her and was like oh my god she's so cute and pretty i love her instantly and i'm like how do vampire ages work because are you
2: still like a child by do age slower what's the deal here there was like the whole thing so first of all he is a child of vampires so in this book vampires can reproduce yes they can be vampires can be born yes and there has in the book it says there has not been a human turned vampire for 200 years which uh, does not seem like a very long time when you
1: think about how his parents are older than that
2: yeah He does say that he wanted to enlist in World War I and II, but that his parents said no because he was still considered young in vampire years. Right. Even though he was of age in human years. But that was like 40 to 50 years ago? Right. So. Unsure.
1: We don't know where he is now. It's not explained where he is in the grand scheme of things now. One of my first questions was, why
2: is William in high school? That was my question as well, because, okay, to compare this book to Twilight, which in comparison is like a fucking Nobel Prize winning book. Tw- the more we That's read, the
1: more that I have a Twilight in higher esteem, because I'm like, my only yeah. problems with Twilight are the plot. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: At least the di- like the dialogue in this book, I I actually texted Christina and I'm like, did a 14-year-old write this because yeah. it would make a lot of sense because the dialogue in this book is awful. Because the dialogue in this book is uh questionable to say the least. Mm-hmm. And like it's it so okay, in Twilight it makes sense that the cu- that the Cullen kids keep going to high school because they're vampires are not known in the world and they want to be able to move somewhere and be able to stay there a while and the easiest way to do that is to have their kids go to high school so that it's like oh we're gonna extend our stay here because you guys aren't gonna age and that's gonna be less weird if you start in high school right because in in twilight the
1: vampires don't get older where in this universe they do don't know how that works they They... do grow to a certain point to maturity yeah
2: yeah and that's another thing that confused me because he was saying, I want to, I wanted to enlist in World War I and II. So clearly we're not talking about like fucking Yoda years here. Right. Because like baby Yoda is 80 years old, but still looks like baby. So this is not how the vampire aging process works in this world. But unsure how exactly it does work. Because he still appears to be a high schooler at 100 years old. Yeah. But back in World War I would have passed as at least 18 in order to enlist. And
1: on the same token, he expresses that he was attracted to 14-year-old Charlotte, but also by the same in the same hand, thought she was too young for him to pursue.
3: Which is the correct answer. It is the
1: correct well, answer, but also is problematic because it's like, well, then how old do you perceive yourself now? Because yeah. Yeah. she, by the time she's a senior, he's like, oh, I love Charlotte. I want to be with Charlotte. The only thing holding him back is that a human vampire relationship is considered taboo because the urge to bite and turn the human would be considered too strong. Yeah,
3: just, just. I mean, I said it in Twilight. I'll say it now. Just turn her. Just, just. Well, just turn.
2: apparently, like we said, there a vampire has not turned a human in two hundred years because there's like an agreement, and it would be, I guess, criminal for a vampire to do that at this point. I'm not really. They never really specified like why that whole deal and this is
1: another thing is like there apparently is no drawback to being a vampire that we can see vampires Mm -hmm. in this universe are faster stronger prettier and live longer yeah they can be in the sun and they can go out in the sun They, they can go out in the sun they don't live off of exclusively blood they can eat and consume normal human food though they do have to like drink blood to continue on but They're widely known, everybody's aware of vampires, and the infrastructure to support them with, like, blood doning or whatever apparently exists. They can just live next door and you be aware of it and nothing bad happens. Presumably there is some social stigma against humans, like, thinking vampires are dangerous, but we don't really see any discrimination against them in the book. So I don't understand why there's a stigma against being turned into a vampire because, like, there's no downside to it. Nothing bad happens to you.
2: Can I also say that I'm really sick and tired of here's like a weird niche thing that happens in every book about vampires that, that I've seen now is at one point a character will refer to another char- to another vampire character either feeding off of humans or drinking from a blood bag as drinking a human capri sun.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I've and made I that joke. Know
2: I want to know why that's always in these books. I've
1: made that joke before. I like the human Capri Sun comparison. I think it's I humorous. don't
2: understand. Charlotte is described
1: as very much your traditional, like, oh, I'm not that pretty. I'm kind of bland protagonist where in fact she is described by other characters as being gorgeous but she's like oh but i'm really plain and really like frumpy and
2: not really that pretty and everybody else is like you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen and to this book's credit for once it's also said that charlotte has had many boyfriends in high school yeah okay So at least it's not like, oh, boys don't really find me attractive and I don't ever date and blah, blah, blah. No, it's said that Charlotte often will, like, date a boy for a couple months and then get bored. And here's
1: another thing about Charlotte. I hate her.
2: Well, yeah, I hate every character (laughs) in this book. I literally hate everyone. The
1: only character I don't hate in this book are Charlotte's parents, who we don't really get to see that much and have done nothing wrong, and Kennedy,
2: Okay, Kennedy bothers me as a character, though, because Kennedy is Charlotte's best friend. Yes. And at the beginning of the book, they present her as so quirky because apparently ever since middle school, the first day of school, Charlotte and Kennedy wear cocktail dresses to school. Which is like, okay. There's just a weird little, like... Tidbit. There's a couple of I times
1: feel. where it's described as like Charlotte dressing up to go out on like a date, or like for the first and second day of school, she really dresses up in a way that no high school student ever does. Yeah, no. it's like they she dresses up like she's a a 29 year old secretary at a, a executive firm or whatever, and it's yeah. like who who are you trying to appeal to here? Like this who is not how this is not how teenagers dress.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of instances of this book where, despite the fact that at first I thought it was written by a 14-year-old, it's not. By the way, it's written by someone who has two children.
3: Oh.
2: she's yeah. an, She's
1: an adult woman, and you can tell that there's a disconnect between, like, what she thinks teenagers yeah. are like and what teenagers are oh, actually
2: like. absolutely. But
1: also you can tell that this woman, like, remembers i feel like was in college when like emo was a thing possibly because yeah william dresses up every day like he's a member of green day like he dresses up like he's from the black parade era of my chemical romance like he's both a he's like a prep that wandered into a hot topic one day and then came out with eyeliner like he wears like a vest and tie every day yeah. And not like the, oh, he's old fashioned kind of way, even though like it's I think it's supposed to be that, but it comes it's a off, pop punk. It cops comes off as a pop punk
2: kind of thing. Yeah. And then like this, the dialogue that the teenagers have to each other just does not. It doesn't make sense. And that brings me to Kennedy. And the reason why Kennedy bothers me is because they start out the book with Kennedy is this like really bubbly personality is where William doesn't really like her because she is so bubbly. William hates her.
1: He actively goes out of his way to, like, drag on her. The only person that William seems to actually like at any point is Charlotte. He has no other yeah. friends. He doesn't care about anybody else. He doesn't seem to like his parents, even. He just no. likes
2: Charlotte, and he hates her best friend, actively. So, Charlotte starts off the book as this very bubbly personality. The only person like, you high school Kennedy? personality type? Kennedy, yeah. Yeah, okay. Did I... You said sharp. I don't know what I said. Oh, yeah. Kennedy starts out the book with this very public personality. The only character that actually I was like, this seems sort of high schooler. Like, this seems like a high schooler. Yeah, okay. I can I can see this, especially when you're getting her from, like, other characters' perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, this makes sense. Okay. And then all of a sudden, like, one third of the way through the book, she completely shifts personalities In a way that doesn't make any fucking sense. Well,
1: it's because the author can't do character consistency.
2: Yeah. Because she goes from this super bubbly personality that just is very boy obsessed and very high school to all of a sudden being extremely like not just not like mature, like a mature in a way that I think the author thinks like a mature high schooler is. um, But also becomes like really close to William and also surprise as a witch that's it's that's like, much later it is much later but it's still like all of a sudden she's like her and william start getting really close
1: we're you're skipping a lot of things here i am
2: but i'm but i'm trying to explain like why i have an issue with kennedy we like that that's why her character bothers me is because there's this shift in her personality that does not make sense that's that's understandable i can understand that and i, I can yeah. empathize with that
1: because you're right it doesn't make sense as a character however i do hate her i'll say i hate her less than everyone else in this story that's fair yeah so, i i think that's fair so the story begins with first day of senior year william and charlotte are going to school together they always do. They have a relationship at this point where William will just like show up in her house and go into her room without being invited or asked because they have apparently been like connected at the hip for the past three years and are uber best friends who never go anywhere without each other. And they're yeah. also at a point where like she's fine, like getting ready and changing in front of him, despite the fact that he is absolutely in love with her and attracted to her and does want to like date and sleep with her. She is oblivious. She does not know this. But also it's said that she had a huge crush on him as well. The entire time
2: she's known him. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: for for as long as they've known each other, they both kind of had a crush on each other and been in love with each other. But for some reason have never done or said anything about it to each other for whatever reason. We understand.
2: Well, they both have their reasons. I'm not saying they're good reasons. Uh The reasons given is Charlotte says... This boy who is, like, totally perfect would never want to date me. But he doesn't talk to anyone else. No. Yeah. He doesn't talk to anyone else. He has no other friends. But also, apparently, like, it's obvious to everyone else that he, like, it's very fucking weird. It's stupid.
1: We're supposed to su- accept that Charlotte is somehow, like, the smartest, most accomplished woman that you've ever met, despite how idiotic she is. Constantly.
2: She's valedictorian, apparently. Apparently? And
1: here's the thing that confused me. So they, they get ready to go to school. Charlotte's wearing a cocktail dress, because that's the thing her and Kennedy do. They go to the school, and it's like they're, they're going to their homeroom class, and they have, like, their electives, and it's talking about all the stuff. Charlotte's really into the school paper, where... She is elected to be the editor of the school paper this year, which is a, like a super prestigious role, even though she doesn't want to yeah. go into journalism. She wants to be a brain surgeon or something. Yeah. It's all of this stuff. I'm pretty sure that early in the book, correct me if I'm wrong, it's mentioned that another character, Natalie is the, the
2: like has the most great, has better grades or is valedictorian earlier in the book. No, 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 no. It said that Charlotte, has the better grades and is valedictorian Natalie Natalie is jealous of Charlotte and is constantly at odds with her because she feels like that's my competition Natalie is like salutatorian
1: okay yeah Natalie is brought up I think three times without the whole book she's in like three scenes but she's supposed to be like the main antagonist against Charlotte yeah so you can cool. pretty much yeah. like just remember that there's a girl named Natalie and then completely forget she exists. Same with, remember there's a boy named Caleb who supposedly also has a fat crush on on Charlotte, but then yeah. you can also disregard his existence. He's also not important. For most of the book, for, he's not important. For most yeah. of the book. But when they go to their homeroom, they are introduced to a couple of new students who will be attending the high school this year, all of whom, or at least some of whom, are ns students i think which stands for new species or whatever it's supposed to be all the supernatural people yeah so the new ns students there are a couple of new vampires the most important one being a vampire girl named lauren who's just moved to town and there is a
2: a zombie boy named theo oh and the thing is there is a well, first of all, I have I have many questions as to how this school functions, because mm-hmm. I realize I guess every high school is different and I understand that is is it normal in like maybe other states to like have a, quote, homeroom that you only go to like a couple times a quarter and that's it. And then like because that's the thing I can understand like a homeroom being like your first period of the day. Mm-hmm. And then like a shorter period even where you get like a general school, a bit, th- school information or whatever. But this is, this is presented as you go to homeroom on your first day of school and like the last day of the quarter and then the first day of the quarter. Like that kind of thing. And it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I mean, that didn't strike me as
2: super weird, all things considered, okay. but it was not my high school experience. The other thing that stuck with me is very odd is there's a class that everyone except for Kennedy, as far as, like, main characters go, is, is in. Mm-hmm. And it's AP zoology, which I'm yeah. like, that is not a thing.
1: Yeah, there was a zoology a class in high school. That was one of my notes is, like, why is that a subject in high school?
3: That sounds cool.
1: It does it sound sounds cool. sounds cool. Not real. Why? Like, yeah, there's no... Also, why? There's no class that teaches zoology. I, I don't understand that. So the, the thing about Theo is that he is supposedly, like, the hottest boy to ever exist. He's prettier than the vampires, he's ripped, he's gorgeous. You would never know he was dead, because he is dead. Zombies in this world are, are dead humans. The way that it's described to work is that there is a virus that is carried by the undead, and they can bite a human with it, and it will instill in them the ravenous hunger for flesh essentially
2: it's sort of unclear how this virus works because i feel like it's very inconsistently described okay because the way it is first described to us is oh there is this virus that causes you to become a zombie but it only like if you are as a human are infected only a very small percentage of people then become zombies most of them die yes but then at the same time it's like we don't ever hear of instances of people dying and it's like assumed Basically, once you get bitten, you become a zombie. It's very inconsistently talked about. There's no there's no understanding of like, OK, well, and it's not even like I don't even necessarily expect the author to explain immediately that like, this could still be like it is a mystery um, on why like some humans become zombies and some don't. The problem is it's it's one of those things that's like there's a few instances of this in this book where something is. Said that seems to be very important to the world building aspect Mm -hmm. of this story and then is either completely forgotten or then continues to be talked about completely inconsistently. Yes, because that's the only instance of them saying that like, oh, a human could just die out. Right. Every other time it's mentioned is like, oh, if you're bitten, you become a zombie. But then it's like, okay, then what is the downside of being a zombie? Well, it because doesn't, it doesn't I, I really honestly sound like there's one. I
1: don't remember them talking about you automatically becoming a zombie if you're bitten. We've only, we only meet two zombies in the narrative. And I say meet, we don't actually meet one of them. We only hear about yeah. two zombies in the narrative. And we don't hear about other instances of anyone being bitten.
2: No, but it is treated, and this is the AIDS allegory that you were talking about. Yeah, Because it's basically treated, I'm like, This is a very heavy handed way to treat, to try and sneak AIDS into a story. Look, J.K. Rowling. Oh, God. Has many, 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 many problems. (sighs) But at least equating lycanthropy with AIDS sort of can make sense. This does not.
1: (laughs) The way way that zombieism is explained is that if you're bitten, You have the virus and it will either kill you outright or you die and are then revived as a zombie who then forever craves flesh and blood to eat. You can kind of like overpower that urge and continue on as a normal person, but it's very rare for zombies to apparently exist. And it's considered like if you if you do rise as a zombie, that's considered surviving the virus, but you are forever contagious for the rest
2: of your life. Help. But also, the way you are contagious is obviously by sex. Well, it's by all bodily fluids. By all bodily, because apparently they can't kiss either. Yeah, or that's like a question mark. No, as they to can't whether or not. Oh, they can't. They at can't all. Okay. at all. No, that's a whole. That's a big major conflict of the story. <laughs> no, I realized that, but I thought it like this is another thing where I think they were inconsistent because it was presented as if oh, if I kiss you, I'll infect you. But I feel like in other parts, it was like if I kiss you there's a possibility you may become infected. Like, I feel like that's also very inconsistently talked about. I think it's more of a possibility of every time you kiss somebody,
1: you don't necessarily swap saliva with them. Fair enough. But the big thing that we have a conflict here with the zombies is that they are deadly to vampires. If a zombie bites a vampire, the vampire will go into a blood frenzy and always die. They never survive the, the virus transfer. So the vampire William, learning there's a zombie student at school, immediately is like, what's the school thinking? He could kill me at any moment. Or any of the other vampires here, he's super dangerous to us. But he's also, he is dangerous to the other students because technically speaking, he has the urge to bite them. He's just always controlling it. and That's why this AIDS allegory is very, like, not... Well handled. No, it's not. It's it's talked about because they do straight up refer to it as the zombie virus is like modern day AIDS or whatever. What I don't remember the exact wording of it, but I'm like, AIDS is still a thing in this universe, though. Yeah, it is. But some, the zombie virus is, and Theo to an extent, are treated like they're being discriminated against because of his disease. Where there are people who have very logical and real concerns because theo is resisting the urge to bite people at all times like normally he's not dangerous but we do see a couple of instances later in the book where he almost loses himself and attacks somebody
2: yeah and it's like using this as an AIDS allegory i would i would almost say is dangerous because that was the whole that was the thing with AIDS in the 80s where people were like, oh, you can't touch someone with AIDS. You can't kiss someone with AIDS or you're going to get it when it's like that is not how that's AIDS not is how trans- works. Personally. Yeah, no.
0: It's never. And fair. that's
2: why I feel like using this as an AIDS allegory is very like almost dangerous mm-hmm. because it's like it's taking it back to AIDS as a disease as it was perceived in the 80s and not how it actually functions as a disease. It's just very weird. The
1: major the major conflict comes from this, from the fact that this yeah. zombie boy exists and he has this disease and he could kill people in the class because he's really hot and Charlotte likes him. And he likes yeah. Charlotte and they immediately start flirting. And it's one of those things where the progression of the relationship, the book follows them over several months. So you can't exactly argue that the progression of their relationship is necessarily too fast, but I feel like they start getting really invested in each other way too quickly.
2: They they are high schoolers to be fair. Okay, but
1: and I high school- I was a high schooler and yes, I understand I am the Spider's George of high school, or I am the outlier who should not be <laughs> counted. However, <laughs> I know normal high schoolers and I know that they've never been like this into each other immediately.
2: I Whereas when in my high school there were definitely some couples and they were they were also considered outliers. This wasn't every high school couple. But there were a lot of high school couples that were like, "Oh, I'm going to be with you forever and ever. You're my everything. I love you, blah, blah blah." And I'm just like, "You're teenagers." After day 1 though? Not after day 1.
1: Because Charlotte and Theo go for it after day 1. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, cuz like immediately Theo starts like messaging her. He finds her on Facebook, I think. Like, he gets her text, her phone number. Like, I think he goes up and asks for her phone number.
2: And he does. He asks for her phone number and
1: she gives it to him. And they start like immediately text flirting and he's making some really cringy, really awkward opening lines. Like, oh, yeah. It's really, the dialogue is just like, it's not cute, it's not romantic, it's just incredibly awkward. And you're like, okay. There's not much that's endearing about this man so far. It, even though he does seem like nice, he doesn't. He just seems yeah. kind of like his but interest just, at first. When yeah. I was reading the book, starts
2: off as kind of creepy for me. Yeah, because so she ends up like going home, and when she goes home, she likes to chat with William because I guess their their like windows are close enough together they can just chat. They can with see each other through, the through their windows,
1: yeah,
2: and. She's like, I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm not going to, like, be expecting this boy to text me because that's dumb. I'm going to, like, put it down and not look at it for a while. When she looks at it, there's, like, three missed text messages, a missed call, and then a message from Facebook from this guy. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. No.
1: And all of them are, like, (laughs) a paragraph long, and it's just kind of like... Oh, I—I I guess I'm shooting my shot at you, and it, oh, maybe I'm—I'm I'm missing. Like, tell me to back off. Hey, you haven't answered me, so I'm not sure if you're telling me to back off or not. It's like, my dude, you met this girl earlier today, and and <laughs> it's really gross and intense. But also, she yeah. tells William about it. William does not like the idea of her getting close to Theo, and doesn't like the idea of them flirting because he's like, a, I'm in love with you. I don't like seeing you around other guys. B, which is
2: not something he tells her at the time. Yeah,
1: and then B, he could kill you. And also, like I, as a vampire, he refers to Thea as an it. He calls it him like, oh, it's a monster.
2: It could kill you. And yeah, which but pisses so could her
3: he, off. But so could he. So could he.
2: Yeah, and that's the other part of the like AIDS allegory that she's trying to make here, because it's like, oh, people with AIDS used to be referred to as it, and they, they it's like kids. There was there was like a famous. Um, story of like this child who had AIDS that went to school and parents didn't want it to go them to go to school with their kid and like obviously that is bigotry and that is wrong, and we have sort of i mean there's still pockets in the world and in the u s that are still like has that stigma and that's wrong, but in this instance, it's like, okay, but actually, this is actually dangerous for this child to be at school with these like this is actually dangerous yeah, he
1: could attack them but technically speaking sort of like Mal mentioned so could the vampire students um the vampires seem yeah. to like cause they they It seems like whatever, like, they don't have this unspeakable urge to drink human blood or whatever. But they do mention that the urge to do so could appear if they are too close to humans, which is why a vampire-human relationship is taboo. So it's one of those things of, like, where are they or are they not dangerous to
2: humans? Like, Well, I think maybe one of the reasons is, like, well, a vampire hasn't turned a human in 200 years. Right. So maybe, like, that's why it's considered, like sort of okay I i'm I don't sort
3: know. of sort of okay i
2: mean i don't know <laughs> i don't yeah i feel just, like you're tempting fate I'm, I'm
3: getting tired and maybe it's just because of all the books that we have to read is that i'm tired of one of the characters being extremely dangerous and that's like a pull yeah or a hook or it's like oh you're dangerous that's hot i'm getting tired of it
2: yeah i mean listen i at least it's not presented in that sense I think. No, Will- like,
1: I don't know. William isn't. Theo is, but that's not part of the appeal to Charlotte. Charlotte goes out of her way to say she doesn't think he's dangerous at all. She's like, Theo's not dangerous. He'd never do anything to hurt me. He's never going to be dangerous to me. I don't know what you were all talking about. And to her credit, he never attacks her during the story. But we do see times yeah. where he's gotten close. Yeah. And. So there's other there's this other character, Warren, like we said, Lauren is Theo's friend, which is considered weird because she's a vampire. And it's revealed later that she's actually like family friends with his mom. Like she grew up with Theo's mother and their close friends. And so her relationship to Theo is more of like an aunt or a pseudo mother. But she's also still in high school.
2: That's because the part she's that it's like, vampire. why are you still in high school? Yeah.
3: <laughs> I feel like we're not going to get answers to we're this We're
2: not. Question. It doesn't make sense for them to still be in high school because
1: it's like, surely you've already been through high school. You've already learned this information. Why do you just keep going through the motions of going to high school? Even if you're get still a considered a child by
2: vampire years, do something else. Well, yeah. and they talk about how they're going to go to college yeah. after high school. And I'm like, how have you not already done that? Yeah. Yeah. They
3: talk yeah, go help society. About,
2: yeah, they talk about going to college and graduating. With,
1: it's over oh, in our senior year. We're going to go to college after this. I'm like, what about your last time you were in senior year? Or have you not gone to college in all of the years you've been alive? Because all of these children, quote unquote, are over 100 years old.
2: Yeah. And William even says when he's asked about like college, he's like, oh, it took me 100 years to figure out what it is I wanted to do to finally go to college. And I'm like, but why are you going through high school? <laughs> And also, doesn't explain why would you do that?
1: Doesn't explain what Lauren's situation is.
2: Because Lauren knows exactly what she wants to do, and Lauren wants to find a cure for zombieism. Yes.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So
1: Lauren is presented as like a sort of protective figure to Theo. William hates Theo. Charlotte's really into Theo. Kennedy is just there. Uh, She's present and she doesn't seem to have strong feelings about the situation at first.
2: She doesn't like that Kennedy is going to go out with Theo. Charlotte. There, that is present Charlotte. Whatever the fuck. Kennedy wow. is not like that. Charlotte's going to go out with Theo there. That is presented because she's like he's dangerous. Yeah. Well, she's in the are you sure you should do that camp as
1: opposed to William who's like that thing isn't a person.
2: So which leads into like Charlotte's going to go on a date with Theo and he's going to pick her up after school, which as editor of the paper, she says she has to be at school till five every day, which I'm like, I also don't think that's a thing, but whatever. I'm going to let it slide. It's an after school Like club. by herself. Okay. But she's by herself. She's
1: like the only person in the building, which is weird. Yeah. And that's
2: weird. That's yeah. That's the part that's really weird to me because I'm like, wouldn't there be like a teacher overseas? It doesn't matter. Anyway. So and he like she thinks he stands her up, mm-hmm. but apparently what happened is William beat the shit out of him so that he wouldn't show up. Yeah, Mal just mouthed.
1: <laughs> Feel free to voice these things, Mal.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. I yeah I Twilight sounds better.
1: William finds out that <laughs> that Charlotte's going is. on this on this date with Theo. He doesn't like it Be- a because he's jealous. B because he hates zombies. So we don't, we don't get to read what happens, but we have this moment where William learns about this and he has this internal thing like, I'll kill him. I'll kill him. No, I can't kill him because then Charlotte would be mad at me. I can't kill somebody because I'm not that person, but I have to stop him from going on this date with Charlotte. And so So almost kill him. So he almost kills him. Yeah, because they don't, they don't cut to it happening. And they don't really explain what happened. It's just—it's just later explained that at some point he found out where Theo lived. Like he followed him home what? from school, and then before he could leave to go pick Charlotte up, he just beat the crap out of him. And so he had to go to the hospital
3: because. But there's- Do zombies get injured?
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. It's like, what does this zombie virus, what what is it doing to you as a person except for the fact that I guess you have to eat raw meat? Like, what is happening? It's (laughs) described to him he's he's dead, but he can also
1: heal from injuries because he gets injured and then heals from those injuries. But he is dead. They explicitly say he's dead.
3: Sounds cool.
2: I mean, but it doesn't make sense.
3: (laughs) No, you're right. It doesn't. It doesn't. just make like the any vampirism sense. doesn't make sense right now either. Yeah, it's yeah. like
2: there's the no vampirism. Still, I feel like, still makes more sense than the fucking zombieism, which I'm also like, why zombies? Why would you bring zombies into this? Just make them a fucking werewolf. That makes way more sense. It's stupid. I mean,
1: it's also funny because they mention the Walking Dead existing in this universe. Like they make references yeah. to the Walking Dead a bunch of times. And I'm just kind of like, so the pop culture perception of zombies exists, and then there's also real zombies. Are they the same? Never explained.
2: Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any Again, sense. Again, nothing is explained. And then, so, William beats the shit out of Theo. Yes. William then goes to Kennedy's house to clean up, and Kennedy's like, I don't want to know what you did, but I'm, I'll, I'll help you. And then, Theo never tells any, except for Lauren, Theo never tells anyone that William beat him. He just tells everyone, I don't know who did it. Yeah. Not sure why. I think the threat
1: was that William would kill him if he told anyone. But then the fucking th- bring it. Yeah, the thing is like he's <laughs> A, I'm already dead. But B, it's like Theo doesn't say anything because he I thought I think another part of it is that he knows that William and Charlotte are best friends. And he knows that if he says to Charlotte that William's the one who did it, it would ruin their relationship. And he just it's he just awesome, can't. Good stand making Charlotte upset like that. Coward. After knowing her for three
2: days.
3: Coward.
1: Three days.
3: I mean, maybe you don't care about your personal well-being because you heal, but also coward.
1: And it's also a thing of, like, so far in the narrative, Charlotte's been acting really weird and stupid because of her new relationship with Theo. They haven't gone on a date yet up until the third day of school, but... She, like, ignores her friends. She outright ignores William and Kennedy to hang out with Theo. She gets really, really irrationally upset whenever anybody says something about not liking zombies. Like, she gets really up in arms and very hostile towards these people who she's known for most of her life to the point where it's like, do you actually like these people? Because another thing is, like, she and William, despite Kennedy supposedly being Charlotte's best friend, the two of them constantly dunk on and make fun of and, and like, absolutely rag on Kennedy for no apparent reason.
3: That's not, that's not friendship.
1: No, it is not. It's like part of no, it is not. Part of Charlotte and William's banter is making fun of Kennedy while Kennedy is sitting there with them. And I'm just kind of like, what? And it goes into their internal monologues, too. And I'm like, you guys actually like kennedy don't
3: like him
2: like yeah what's the situation and then so they do end up going on their fucking date and there's like a time skip of like three months oh well
0: good first we learn
2: first we learn theo goes to the doctor
1: because lauren makes him he was not originally going to go but then lauren forces him to go and he's forced to file a police report like chelsea said where he says he doesn't know who attacked him somebody just jumped him However, he does tell Lauren that it was William. And he tells Lauren that she can't tell Charlotte. Yeah. But. Or the police. Or the police. No one else is allowed to know. It's just he and Lauren and William are the only ones who know that William jumped him and beat the crap out of him. But Charlotte does go. Kennedy knows too. (laughs) Kennedy does know because William rolled up to her house covered in blood. And here's the thing is how did he not get infected with the zombie virus after being coated in this man's blood?
3: Because he's a vampire, he's immune.
1: No, he's not. So, well, it should kill no, him instantly. It's
2: more deadly to
1: vampires. What? Yeah, no, it's more deadly to vampires.
3: Okay, no, that's stupid.
1: The zombie virus is... Uh, the Yeah, the zombie virus will kill vampires you outright.
3: You can't create a framework for your fantasy setting and then ignore it.
1: Yeah, because that's why I'm saying she had no editor. One of the major conflicts of their relationship, Theo and Charlotte, is that they can't kiss because it could infect her with the zombie virus. If she gets, if she consumes his saliva or any other bodily fluid or whatever, she could consume. consume. She could turn into a zombie and then like die. No blowjobs. or, Or die. But despite that, William has no problem beating the crap out of beating crap out of Theo, even though that would directly get him in contact with Theo's blood. Because even though it's more deadly to him, it's really inconsistent, like Chelsea was saying. It's very inconsistent, yeah. But Warren, hearing that William beat Theo up, goes to William's, like, library assistant class because he has... One of his electives is that he's just the assistant to the librarian, presumably because... sounds cool. He's been to high school, like, 800 times or something, and so... Yeah. They're like, you don't need to go to class, just be the library assistant. I know that's a
2: real thing. I know, like, a period where you're, like, library assistant, or I was a TA Mm -hmm. for one of my periods my senior year. Like, that is a real thing, at least. AP Zoology is not. So Lauren shows up to the library, and she, like,
1: lifts William off the ground and, like, threatens his life. Like, if you hurt Theo, I will end you, and has every intention of going through with that threat.
3: Hot.
2: Yeah, But William's like, okay, Christ. All right. By the way, there is a lot in this book describing how all the women's bodies look. All the girls. I'm sorry. Young girls. They're all in high school. Mm -hmm. So this scene has a lot of William describing like how Lauren's cleavage is like right in his face. There is a in the future and we'll get to that. But there is a whole fucking page of Kennedy and Charlotte dress up. For the homecoming game as like slutty Batman and Superman yeah and they describe how their boobs look in their fucking corseted Halloween-esque outfits I'm which just, by the way high school you, high school
3: you could have just made it a college book could have just made it about college would
2: have made more
1: sense if it was about college that actually would have made more sense yeah would have made, it, more made sense. it a college book but you then wouldn't yeah. have the conflict of people living with their parents which is the conflict here
3: Some people live with their parents in college, and there's no shame in that. Yes,
1: that's true. But generally speaking, if you're a child, if you're in high school and you're living with your parents, you have to do what your parents say.
3: Are you telling me these 800-year-old vampires do what their parents say?
1: (laughs) No, they don't. But that's the conflict, is they're supposed to be doing what their parents say. But they don't. I don't actually know if Lauren has parents. We never hear about Lauren's
2: family. (laughs) She seems to just exist. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure about that We don't know if Lauren has parents.
3: Well, she seemed book two and book three, like
2: she moved here
1: for Theo's family, for his mom and, and Theo, and I'm just kind of like, okay, so do you have parents? Because it seems like you just moved here to be with your friend, but your friend is an adult woman, and you're still considered a vampire child. No idea how it works.
2: <laughs> Not sure what's going on there. Not sure yeah. what's
1: going on. But they go on their date. It's really cute. They have a nice time. They get to know each other, sort of. They, like, do, like, first date things, like, asking each other quirky questions. No one really cares. The dialogue's kind of bad. But then... It's very bad. Is it this night where they find her car? No, 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 no. Because she finds her car with William, not with Theo. Okay. Yeah. So she goes home. Um, There's much to do about her, like almost skipping her curfew or whatever and having to call her stepmom and be like, I'm, I'm on my way home, I'm so sorry from curfew. Her stepmom, by the way, is the head surgeon at the local hospital and is the one who treated Theo when he came into the hospital. So she knows just... who Theo is, but she doesn't know that Charlotte's dating him.
2: Which, by the way, Char- uh, Charlotte's tragic anime backstory is that her biological mother had full custody of her until she was, like, five, in which, where she, like, just dropped her off at her dad's and was like, I'll be back later, and then never came back.
3: Like went out for cigarette style or yeah, murder style. It's like style? like
2: went out for cigarette style. Because she's now like exists. Like she's in the book. Okay. Apparently she didn't see her again until she was eleven, at which point dad had remarried. And so so she considers her stepmom her real mom because her her biological mother, like
3: Full custody biological mother Mm -hmm. abandoned her. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, like, went off and married someone else and now has a stepdaughter that is, like, a druggie and in and out of rehab. and It's, like, that's her tragic anime backstory.
3: Has a stepdaughter that's younger than her.
2: Yes. No, I think they're, like,
1: the same age. Yeah, I think they're the same age. Charlotte's Charlotte's stepsister from her mom... Again, these characters don't don't matter because they are not in the story at all except for Charlotte to be like, oh, I have this tragic thing that happened to me in my past. Yeah, that's it. And it doesn't actually affect who she is as a person like at all, except maybe if that's the reason why she's a dick to people. She's a dick to people. <laughs> she is. She's so rude to, like, everybody. She's mean to her dad. She's mean to William. She's mean to Kennedy. The only person she's not mean to is Theo. And I don't understand why he likes her because they don't, like, know each other at all.
2: She only likes him because he's super hot. Yeah. It's the Bella like, Swan
1: syndrome. It's like, why do you two yeah. – like each like they do go on dates and they do stuff together but the thing is charlotte is so very unlikable that i don't understand what theo sees in her that's appealing because it's like see the, th-
3: it, the thing about bella swan is that she was unlikable because she was just a filler. yeah just it, it, she had no personality she it, ended up
2: being more likable in uh midnight sun yes because, god uh, that was
3: an okay book
2: because <laughs> what's her face figured out <laughs> stephanie meyer figured out how to write
3: but like now this character's like even worse where it's like reel it in you want to hate her just like fucking hate. you're not
1: supposed to you're not supposed to hate her she's supposed to be really like smart and likable and you're supposed to understand where she's coming from but she is mean to everyone she doesn't have any kind of like her internal monologue doesn't make any sense by her actions she actively ignores the people she cares about to pursue a boy she met three days ago and the way that she protects him against bigots and whatnot comes off as very, like, performative because she only cares about him because he's really hot.
2: Yeah. So... Three books. <laughs> three books. So, Char- so three months pass. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte is now, like, best friends with Lauren as well mm-hmm. and, like, has completely been ignoring Kennedy and William. Who have gotten closer
1: over the time because they've bonded by how much Charlotte's ignoring them.
2: Yeah. So, Theo is like, hey... I know William still means a lot to you. You should hang out with him because you haven't and you haven't really talked to him, which I'm like, uh, what? that doesn't. OK, whatever. Anyway, he
3: beat you up. Why are you like this? Well, it's,
2: Yeah, it's that's, one of well, those, that's one. It's like showing him being
1: kind and considerate to the point where it doesn't make sense because he cares so much about Charlotte's supposed friendship with William, even though Charlotte hasn't spoken to William in over a month.
2: Yeah, and she hasn't really spoken to him because he was so rude about her relationship. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to talk to you. (sighs) So she says, hey, William, we should hang out after, you know, I get out of school because I haven't seen you in a while and I really do actually miss you. And he's like, cool. And he ends up meeting her at school because she ends up being there past when she's supposed to, like she totally loses track of time or whatever. So he goes to meet her at the school. They leave to go to the parking lot, and her car has been completely vandalized. Like,
1: uh, tires slash window crashed. I have a note here that they wrote necrophilia on her car specifically. Yeah, oh. not necrophiliac, necrophilia. And I don't know if that's a typo, because somebody does vandalize her locker later, writing necrophiliac on it. Okay. This is very obviously a hate crime done to Charlotte for being in a relationship with the zombie.
3: But does the zombie receive any hate crimes during the school time? No. That's... that, that you, gotta, you gotta need an editor.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Theo <laughs> is never... Editor. like People think he's dangerous. Multiple people like express distaste about being around him. But no one ever does anything to Theo. Just to Charlotte. <laughs> Just to
3: Charlotte. Need you need an editor. Yeah.
1: So she's obviously very distraught by this. She ends up going like they they file a police report they do all this stuff i think she has to then tell her parents that she's dating a zombie
2: no she doesn't then
1: how, how does she get At away that with point. not telling them yet
2: her parents think she's dating william they do think she's dating william but i don't and i guess they just think that that's what that's why she's receiving hate because technically william's also kind of dead because he's a vampire also, I don't know. That's how she's like coasting on not telling her parents at this coasting point. Everybody. Yeah, Yeah, they, they don't know that she's, they
1: know she's dating somebody. They don't know who it is. Somehow in the three months, they haven't pried about it. Or maybe they're just so sure that it's William for whatever they reason. They say that's
2: like when she's like, well, I've been tell like later when she does tell them, she's like, I've been telling you I've been going out with my boyfriend. They're like, we thought it was William. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But they never, like, confirm that with him and he stopped coming around their house. So it doesn't. Oh, yeah. In, in over, in over yeah. a month. Yeah.
3: The guy that they've already known who's known Charlotte for a, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: it's been, again, no logical consistency. At some point, they end up going to this bookstore where, like, they hang out. And Charlotte has this whole thing where she's, like, dressed really slovenly, quote-unquote. This might be earlier in the timeline. But, like,
2: she's dressed in, like, I can't remember. Like, sweatpants. What does that
3: word mean?
2: Slovenly? Yeah. She's, like, in, like, just, like, sweats. And she's wearing, like, one of William's sweaters that she's stolen. And she's that's just, like... That's, like, appealing. No, me. that's cozy. That's cozy. Slovenly is, cozy. is
1: basically, like, how you dress when you're not trying to look put together.
3: So... That feels like, that feels like derogatory me, slang. it though. is. Me
1: every day. It is, because oh, okay. slovenly is basically unkempt.
3: I'm wearing sweatpants right now.
1: Well, me too. <laughs> but no, she like, she's dressed comfortable, but she, she's like, oh no, I don't want, I don't want Theo to see me, because Theo and Lauren stumble upon her and William on the in the bookstore where she's like not dressed as put together and nice as she has been around him. Not just that, but she's also sitting on William's lap. At the time, she's sitting on William's lap, and they're having a deep conversation about their friendship. And so, is is William friend zoned? Well, here's the thing. Also, is because Charlotte keeps getting irrationally upset at William and Kennedy as time goes on because they are friendly to each other at the beginning of the book. Charlotte says, oh, Kennedy had a major crush on William. Kennedy's hotter than me, so I think that she could actually get it. Because I don't think I could be with William because I'm not hot. I'm He's out of my league. But Kennedy's a lot more attractive than I am, so she probably stands a chance. I should try and hook them up together. That would be cute. Despite the fact that it is very obvious to anyone with eyes and ears that William hates Kennedy's guts.
2: However... Also, like, yeah, they then become closer yes. as friends. And Charlotte gets pissed,
1: yeah, every time they're nice to each other, she hates it, and she gets pissed, and she like will just abruptly leave wherever they are, like they'll all three be having a conversation, and then if Charlotte or if if William and Kennedy like share a joke, Charlotte will get up and leave, and it doesn't it sounds make,
3: like a terrible book yeah,
1: it doesn't make any it sense. Is. And so it's like, she's just so irrational. It makes no sense. But um, I'm trying to remember the freaking plot of this book because there kind of isn't one. Does it matter? It's a one, There's like,
2: it's like.
3: A, well, go to the next, go to the next, like, red flag okay, scene. Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: So let's move on. So, okay, her car gets vandalized. Mm-hmm. The next thing I remember, I think, is then her locker is vandalized. I think before that happens is
1: when Sh- uh, William and Theo try and bury the hatchet.
2: No, it happens after the locker thing. Okay. Yeah. So Charlotte's locker doesn't just get vandalized, which I feel like the author doesn't have an understanding of how lockers work because she says she opens it up and she gets, like, drenched in red paint. Yeah. Which I'm like, lockers are not, like... Waterproof. <laughs> They're not sealed. Well, you could
3: technically create a tripwire system with a balloon filled with that's paint. Sure, you, you
2: could have could. a bucket that's rigged to
1: fall over when the locker door is open. With like yeah.
3: with like a string. But I bet the author didn't explain
1: that. No, Therefore, it's not explained. The the mechanism is not explained.
2: But at this point, since she's been targeted at school, uh, so William and Theo take her to the principal's office. They're told to stay outside the principal's office. They call her parents. This is when, like, Theo and William have, like, a man-to-man showdown. (laughs) They have a talk. it's, like, they have a talk where it's, like, Theo says, you know, I've never told Charlotte what you've done to me because I know your friendship means too much to her. Um, And there's, like, like, and then he also says, like, I know you love her, but also I got there first. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's, like, a thing of, like, hey, listen, man, I know you care about Charlotte a lot, but... I'm dating her because you were too slow, but also I could tell her at any moment that you beat the crap out of me and she would then hate you forever. But also, I don't want to do that because I'm a nice guy.
2: And it's just like, okay, Theo. And it's at this point because Charlotte's father is there. So it's at this point, Charlotte then decides to introduce her father to Theo and be like, this is my boyfriend. And then her dad is like, you can, he has this reaction like, oh,
1: you're dating a zombie He could really hurt you and that's kind of dangerous Um, because he mentioned earlier in the book that like, wait, there's a zombie at your school. Is the school sure that that's safe? But that was kind of his reaction was just like, oh, is that safe to have him there? And she blows up at him like she has this huge screaming match with her father
2: over this.
3: That's kind of an okay question.
2: I feel like it is. It super is. Yeah, Yeah, because like, again, she's trying to make an AIDS allegory, but it doesn't make sense because this isn't. This isn't coming from a place of bigotry. This is coming from genuine concern. Because it's
3: also, it comes from a place of like, I'm not sure how this works. Because like, there's a singular zombie in this school. Maybe I've never met one. Yeah. Maybe I've never seen one. I don't know how it works. Maybe I'm generally curious. How do you breathe, good sir? Do you not? We don't know if he does. Oh, my daughter's screaming at me.
1: Yeah. And like, so her dad kind of backs off on it. And so when he is eventually introduced to Theo, like you can tell that he's putting the gears, like all the pieces together in his head. He's like, ah, he's literally like
2: staring at William and then back at Theo. And then he's
1: like, wait, what's happening? (laughs) He's like, oh, you're not dating William. You're dating the only zombie in your school. Okay. Nice to meet you, Theo. And it's like, that's kind of his reaction is just kind of like, I'm going to be supportive of my daughter, but I don't know what's going on.
2: <laughs> and,
1: and like, it's said that their relationship, the, like Charlotte and her dad's relationship was really close. But it absolutely falls apart after she starts dating Theo because she starts getting irrationally mad at people at random.
3: All the time. <laughs>
2: All the so, time. there's like, okay, here's the next part that doesn't make sense. So after this, Theo's like, you should meet my mom. Yes. And Charlotte's like, okay. And goes over... So, this whole scene where Charlotte meets Theo's mom. Emmy? Emmy. Emmy. Also doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Because I don't know if you remember this. Because I know I've read it more recently than you have. But there's literally a point where they talk about how Theo had diabetes. Yes.
3: But he's dead. He's
2: dead now. Right. Before he was dead, he had diabetes. And I'm like, I feel like this should have been brought well not only that but then we also find out Theo is a twin yes what even though he has introduced himself to everyone as an only child correct
3: is there some hate between siblings there or
2: there is it's complicated it's complicated so he is the sibling alive yes,
3: yes. oh so he turned she doesn't into a live zombie
2: no nah. He turned into a zombie because his father cheated on his mother with someone who was infected with the virus. A vampire who was
1: infected with the virus. Yeah.
2: So then he got infected with the virus and then he became irrationally angry and actually tried to attack Theo's twin sister, Lizzie, and Theo got in between them and was the one that was bitten.
1: And then I think that they shot the dad, right? Like he was then killed. Yeah, he's
2: like dead dead.
1: But then Theo turned.
2: And then Theo turned, and then Lizzie no longer wanted to live with Theo because she was concerned about him attacking her, which I'm like again seems reasonable. yeah,
1: it's like she's been through a trauma of her father uh, trying to kill her ostensibly, mm-hmm. and now her brother is the same sort of thing her father was she has he she has zombie related trauma and thus doesn't want to live with her brother anymore.
2: She also has general trauma because like it also turns out that so this is at this point Theo is like you should take William to homecoming not me. You're, again, because you're all, skipping a whole bunch oh, of I'm stuff. Oh, I'm skipping cuz okay, we're also like we've been talking for a while.
3: See, the thing is that it sounds like there is no plot except high school drama and as we all know from yes! being in high school Nothing happened in high school yeah. that is worth talking about. No,
1: you're not wrong. Like, there's some bits that are really confusing. Like, Theo's mom is like a 1950s pinup woman, and she wears five inch heels around the house for some reason. And Theo was like a a jacked buff. He died when he was fifteen and he had like tattoos. He has or whatever. tattoos, yeah. yeah. And
3: Was he like getting him on the side? Like no idea. Primeways or? Who's to okay. say? No
2: idea. There's another teenager that also has ta- like full Flynn. sleeve tattoos in this. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a werewolf? What? Yeah, they, there's like after Theo
1: and uh, William like make up, they they become sort of friendly. Like they start like hanging out and becoming friendly and they try and bury the hatchet for They have Charlotte's a truce. Sake. They have a truce. And... Charlotte, Kennedy, and Lauren go homecoming dress shopping. And so Theo and William are like, oh, what if we show up at the mall and, like, surprise them and be like, oh, hey, look, we're friends now. And when they do that, the girls are like, oh, my God, it's the guys. And, like, Kennedy gets uh, friendly with William again and Charlotte hates that and is irrationally mad about that again. And then suddenly there's just, like, this random... He's supposed to be like an alternative punk kid, but he definitely comes off as somebody from Sabrina the Teenage like the the Chilling Tales of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah.
3: The new one or the old one?
1: Well, the Chilling Tales, it's the new one. Oh, okay. The one the one with more satanism in it.
3: Uh he, <laughs>
1: There's he just like shows up and like shows he's a werewolf and he's attracted to Lauren and they start like yeah. having a very sexual relationship really quickly and it's like Okay. Immediate sex, like not
2: in the mall, but like that night they go on a date and fuck. Yeah.
1: And again, it's like, are you
2: are you sure these are supposed to be high schoolers? Like, okay. I'm. I'm ex- she like wanted to set a book in high school, but put. Things in there that I'm like, this does not make any sense for high school. I'm
3: wondering if when you guys start reading the second book, when I start reading the second book, if it'll start in college, and it's like, no, we've been in college the whole time.
2: I looked at the, I looked at the thing. It doesn't. Wow. Oh. But they're still in their senior year. There's just like a lot of weird, crazy stuff. Um,
1: like Chelsea was saying, the next big thing is the homecoming dance, and
2: the home. Well, Charlotte. The they're, they nominate people for homecoming king and queen by just like who has the most academic standing which i'm like weird but okay the top the top five girls
1: gpa wise become the homecoming court and they get to pick their dates
2: and then yeah,
3: i think nerds de- i think nerds deserve more representation too but, well none right. of them are nerds well then that's stupid yeah
2: all of them are like pretty popular cheerleader like even charlotte like head of the newspaper like the, they're not they're not nerds. <laughs> I would you need love more
3: nerd representation. I
2: would love there to have been a nerd. I mean they mention
1: a bunch of other girls who we never meet or see or know anything about. They just say some names, so it's like who yeah. knows? Maybe some of them are nerds.
2: The the only two that matter are Charlotte and Natalie. Correct. But oh we skipped some other stuff, cause also like Charlotte
1: and Did we d- did we? Charlotte and Theo's relationship has been getting slowly more physical over time, and Charlotte wants to absolutely bang Theo. She has dreams about it. She has dreams about having sex with Theo, and um, but they can't like we, they can't share fluids because then Theo
2: could infect her, and that's something. It sounds
3: like this relationship won't work.
2: I mean, they go. They basically they allude to the fact that they like mess around without bodily fluids touching.
1: One presumes there's a lot of hands involved. Yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, they can't kiss each other on the mouth. They can't have like penetrative sex. They can't do any of that because of the potential for him infecting her with the zombie virus. And they get like, she, like Theo actively is like, no, we can't do that because it's really dangerous for you. And Charlotte's just kind of like, I don't really care, though. Like, I do want to like. I'm horny. I'm really horny um and it's multiple times like they they almost get caught do going beyond what they should like there's one time when like lauren catches them in because theo and charlotte go or theo and lauren go to charlotte's house for some reason in the morning and yeah like lauren leaves the room for a hot second and theo and, and charlotte start getting really heavy petty with each other and then lauren comes back in and yells at them like
2: why are you doing that you could kill her And then there's, like, a point where it's, like, it gets too much for William to handle, and he just fucks off to Portland for a while. Seattle. Or Seattle. He fucks off to Seattle. Of course it's Seattle. He dips off. Of of course. His family
1: originally lived in Seattle. He, like, calls Kennedy. It gets way too much for him, learning that, like, that Charlotte and Theo got real close and, like, almost had sex or whatever. Almost kissed. Theo just, or. William just can't take it. He calls Kennedy. He's like, can you drive me to the airport? He tells his parents, I'm leaving for a while. I'm not telling you where I'm going. And then he just leaves. And his parents don't do anything
2: about it. He leaves. He goes to Seattle. He doesn't tell his parents because he knows that they won't approve. Because apparently there's this girl, this woman there named Olivia, who is like a 200-year-old vampire. And they hang out and like fuck a lot, I guess. Yeah. And like... Yeah.
1: And apparently... Uh, Charlotte knows about Olivia. This is the first time we ever heard of her. Charlotte knows about her. When William comes back after he's cleared his mind a little bit, he tells Charlotte what's up, and Charlotte gets mad at him because it's like, why did he go see that pedophile? And it's like... Which I'm like, hold up! Is she? (laughs) Is is William a child by vampire standards? What's But also, what does that make you? Yeah! I don't understand what's going on! (laughs) But... We don't know! He had, like, Williams apparently had a lot of sex with this one vampire lady who then ne- never reappears in the narrative. And then Theo doesn't want to take Charlotte to homecoming. He doesn't want to escort her there because his. She's his, already been targeted. Because she's already been targeted for a bunch of hate crimes. And also, we learned that his sister was dating a werewolf back where they used to live and then he the werewolf took her to homecoming and then when they got there they were jumped his sister was attacked and the werewolf boy was like murdered
2: literally lynched literally literally lynched, lynched. like beaten to death like killed beaten to death and then hung on the flagpole at the school yeah
3: i just sense that this isn't a good book it's,
2: it's not it's not. Um, but so Theo's like, I don't want something like that to
1: happen to us. I don't want our relationship because it's super controversial. I don't want our relationship to like be be something that you're attacked for.
3: Brutally murdered for. Literally
2: murdered for. Okay, before before we get into the homecoming thing. The actual dance. The actual dance. There is something I want to talk about. Yes. Because so William comes home from Seattle. Yes. And asks Theo to pick him up from the airport. Yes. Um,
3: what are they best friends now? You,
2: Apparently, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why, but for some reason, Theo and Charlotte aren't talking to each other because Theo said something stupid. No, I it don't was, remember what the fuck it was. Theo said that
1: he didn't want to take Charlotte to homecoming. That's why Charlotte's pissed. That's what it in was because okay. Theo said he didn't want to take her, and like he has a reason for not wanting to take her, but Charlotte's still mad at him for it.
2: Right, and then they—it's like him, Flynn the Vampire Flynn, the werewolf boy who's fucking Lauren, Mm -hmm. and so Theo, William, and Flynn are all at William's house. Yes. And they get wasted. They get wasted
1: Yeah. Because Theo says he's never been drunk before. So both William and Flynn- He also
2: tells them he's never had sex before.
1: Yeah. He says he's a virgin, and he says he's never been drunk. And so William and Flynn are like, all right, well, we'll fix one of those problems tonight.
2: And then- I think it's Charlotte calls Theo because she sees Theo's truck in Williams driveway. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the fuck. Yeah. Like she goes over there. There's like a whole thing with like uh Theo throws up and she's like grossed out. Because and it's like she- it's
1: all raw meat and blood yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then this is one of the instances where he gets like the red eyes and it's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then she like goes to the bathroom to clean up, and it, that apparently this is the moment that William decides to tell her that he loves her, but not really. Yeah, he basically tells her that he like, and
1: it's a this is a thing that comes up later is, and again, this is another thing I think is stupid because they have a conversation where she expresses that she was having issues with Theo because. She was mad at Theo for not taking her to homecoming. Theo was upset that she kept trying to, like, force the issue, essentially. Yeah. And they weren't really talking to each other for a bit. And Theo eventually makes up. Like, he apologizes, even though I don't think he really... Like, I would apologize for giving her the cold shoulder for some of it, but I don't think he really has a reason to apologize. Yeah. But he does anyway, because Charlotte apparently can never be wrong. No.
3: Because she's she's the main protagonist. She's yeah. in charge. I
1: mean, yeah. there's another thing, and this is something that is brought up earlier on. Is that like at one point, and it might be here actually. I don't remember in the timeline of the book because everything seems to happen at once and nothing matters. <laughs> is that uh, Charlotte confronts William over being close with Kennedy and like yells it is at here. him? For yes, it. it is here. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he she first she's mad at William for leaving. And then he, she gets mad at him for being close with Kennedy and, and growing his friendship with Kennedy and accuses him of wanting to be in a relationship with her. Right. And this is why William says, I'm not interested in Kennedy. I don't want to be with Kennedy like that. I'd rather be with you. And he says, the, the exact wording is, I wanted to be what, what, Will, uh, what Theo is to you. Yeah kennedy gets really upset at him because and like, charlotte. he charlotte sorry kennedy's not here yeah charlotte gets really upset at him um he basically has to promise to her that she'll never lose him as a person essentially he promises to stay on the hook for her forever and that's the only thing she wants is like she thinks that him being in a relationship with someone else means that she's losing him as a best friend even though she ignored him for three months. Yeah. Even though she... Exactly. She's done the exact same thing. She literally th- tossed him aside to be in a relationship with Theo. Uh, I mean, like, granted, there were valid reasons to be mad at William for how William, te- like, treated Theo. But now William and Theo are, like, good. They've made up and they're kind of friends now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And so there's no reason... There's no good reason for her to be ignoring him so much. And for he- her to be so, like, mean to him constantly. But she's basically making him promise, oh, you're going to be in my life forever as my person forever. You'll never be anyone else's person. Only ever mine.
3: How fucking selfish.
1: Exactly. And William goes with it because he's still in love with her. So he's like, yeah, no, I will. Obviously, I'll never be I'll never want anyone else but you. I have Except no... for
3: that chick I just fucked in Seattle.
1: Except for Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> but uh she doesn't exist anymore because we left seattle so she's she never only mentioned exists again for fuck yeah it's just a really stupid and really toxic moment because charlotte's basically insisting that william have no other people who are as important to him as she is and yeah. that's a con- that's like contingent upon that fact their relationship can continue their friendship can continue but she basically tells him, well, I'm only ever going to be with Theo. And I,
2: I'm i not going to yeah. be with you romantically.
3: But also, you promised.
1: Yeah, it's
2: yeah. stupid. So, okay, the next bit I want to point out, not because it has any real bearing on any part of the story, because it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What
3: part does? Tell me.
2: No, that's fair. But this <laughs> next part, we could totally skip it over and nothing would change. But I want to bring it up because... In reading this section of the book, basically what happens is all three boys are hungover. Yes. So the three girls come over to like wake them up. And in reading this section of the book, I'm like having flashbacks to being in middle school and reading fan fiction because that is the quality of this scene yeah. that I am reading. Like, and I'm not saying fan fiction is bad, there's a lot of really good fan fiction out there. Yes. I am specifically calling it out as. Me reading basically another middle schooler's fan fiction.
1: Right. It was like you were saying earlier. It feels like it was written by a 14-year-old. This absolutely feels like baby's first go on fanfiction.net
2: in 2006.
3: Maybe this was the first part that was written. And again, there was no editor. So it just got left in.
2: I'm still convinced. I'm still convinced that this was a NaNoWriMo that this woman wrote. And published on December 1st.
1: I mean, for all we know, this could have been a fan fiction of some work we don't know about. That it was then the names were changed. And and now here we are. I guess.
2: Yeah. But so literally what happens in this scene is like, they describe it as like, oh, we have Kennedy over at the windows ready to open it. And Charlotte has an air horn. And Lauren... Lauren has a cup of milk
1: that she's going to force feed to Theo.
2: To make him throw up again. Yeah. But I think she also, like, pours water on Flynn or something. Mm -hmm. Who is, I guess, her boyfriend. And this scene, like, literally that's how it plays out. Where, like, the girls are counting down. Reminding you that Lauren is supposed to be, like, a 200-year-old vampire.
1: Yeah. Like, Lauren...
2: Is
3: not mature.
2: Exactly. We don't know how this works. Lauren is like older than... None of these vampires who are supposed to be 100 years old and over are at all mature. And like, say what you will about Edward, but at least Edward had a certain kind of maturity about him, including the... And like the rest of his siblings did as well. Edward was believable. He was believable as a 17-year-old. Yeah. He was believable as a 17-year-old who had been 17 for... He had more (laughs) maturity than had a lot. anyone in this book, you
3: could argue so much that he was like empty and vacant inside, because again, he has no soul. But- yeah,
1: it's like Edward did really creepy and and like
2: possessive and and like toxic things,
1: but he didn't do anything that I thought was explicitly stupid.
2: He didn't do anything that I thought was explicitly immature, because. The characters in this book are very explicitly immature. Like, there is no reason to believe that these vampires are so old. They are acting like teenagers. There is nothing they ever do that's ever mature.
1: And you could argue it's like they're acting like teenagers because they're supposed to be teenagers. But it's really inconsistent with how the aging of the vampires is. And this is like a point we keep harking back to because just the lore of this world and the world building itself doesn't make any sense. There's no. really no time given to the world building for you to understand how it's supposed to work. And I don't think the author knows how it's supposed to work. At least not in this book. Maybe she goes more into it in the future ones. But for Torn, it's just like,
2: just spouting whatever comes out of her mouth, essentially. I also do not understand the need to decide to romanticize zombies. There is no need well, to do Well, there really that.
3: isn't that as far as I'm aware, there really isn't that much in books because there's plenty of romanticizing of vampires and werewolves and ghosts, so am I? But I don't really know of many examples of zombies.
1: I mean, there Maybe. are there are zombie romances. Like for instance, there's Warm Bodies. I, that movie. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say Warm. That Bodies. That was a great
3: movie. But yeah, that was that a was funny well movie. Well done. Yeah, that was really funny. And he was like, "I feel things." <laughs> yeah. What is this?
2: Yeah. But. Especially because zombie lore specifically started as like an allegory first of so for two things. Zombie lore started as an allegory for um empty-minded capitalism. That's for modern day zombie movie For modern lore. day zombieism. Yeah. Yeah. But the the idea of zombies and the way they act was specifically rabies it was rabies (laughs) it was just general
1: fear of the plague because like when the plague happened there were a lot of dead bodies everywhere and it it preyed on human beings fear of death and fear of the dead explicitly because a corpse is disgusting and a corpse is grotesque and a corpse is something that you can be afraid of
3: and that's the thing it embodies the entire antithesis of what people at that time had which was life now we're so compartmentalized about that people do die from this that and the other we're just like the undead corpses they exist but that's
2: the thing there's like that that's what doesn't make sense because he's supposed to be dead but he heals yeah he's supposed to be dead but there is no there's there is no degradation of flight like there it's like it doesn't make sense what he is is not a zombie yeah i don't know what you could describe it as instead but it is not zombification.
3: The hot piece of man meat.
2: It's I it's mean. just
1: interesting because these characters, like, there's Flynn who's a werewolf. We never actually see him do anything werewolfy. He's a side character that comes in a couple of times, and we're told he's a werewolf. But we have no signs of him being, like, there's no signs of lycanthropy yeah. from him at all. There's William, who, again, we're told is a vampire, but basically... As far as differences go, he might as well be a Lord of the Rings elf. Like, he's just pretty much longer lived and, like, faster and stronger, and that's it. Like, supposedly he drinks blood, but we never actually see him do that, and we never actually see that be a concern for him.
2: The only reference to zombies drinking blood is literally at some point Theo calls out Lauren and saying, like, again, I have to watch you suck blood from a bag like like a Capri Sun. Yeah.
3: Which is funny.
1: It's, it's that's just something it. where like the the actual monstrous parts of these characters are so far removed from the characters themselves that it makes you wonder why they're called out as being these monsters to begin with. It's like, what's the point of them being a werewolf and a vampire and a zombie if there's nothing about them that's inherently monstrous? If there's nothing about them that lends to these things. Because what it sounds like is the author wanted to do a story about discrimination based on a medical condition and discrimination based on your race, essentially. Because that's what it is, is he's being discriminated against because he's a zombie, because he has this virus. And also, there's, again, that uh, allusion to discrimination against werewolves, which is, again, not something that they can control. They're either bitten and turned or born that way. So it's like... This is this is a discrimination against something that people cannot control. The author wanted to write that as a like Fourth a piece. Yeah, I guess I don't know, but
2: like, but at the same time, make a sexy teen drama romp. And the thing is, like, when I first started reading this, I thought this is for high schoolers, but there's a lot of like sort of explicit descriptions of sexual acts that I'm uncomfortable with. That. Like, the thing is, there's nothing wrong with teenagers exploring sex, I think, as long as you're safe. And there's nothing wrong with teenagers exploring fiction about sex. What makes me uncomfortable with this book specifically is it's teenagers exploring their sex, their, their libido, their sexual, like, awakening written by someone who is not a teenager. And that... It's obvious. That, well, it's not that it's even obvious. It's that it's someone writing about teenagers being sexual that is, that is like a lot older. And that makes me very uncomfortable.
1: I mean, to a certain point, like, I can acknowledge that and I can agree with that. But I don't want to call this book out specifically for it because there is an entire genre of fiction which is written, adults writing teenagers being horny. And yeah. that's like, Every teen high school drama sh- TV show that exists. That's like Glee or Riverdale or Buffy the Vampire Slayer or... That's true. Degrassi.
2: And it's- I think that's like a larger conversation to have about that kind of stuff, too, yeah. to be honest.
3: Which is why, like, some of us that don't like this type of thematic thing that Chelsea and Christina are picking up on don't watch those shows. I yeah. don't watch high school drama shows. I don't care. It doesn't light my fire or be interesting
2: it does kind of in hindsight a lot of buffy putting into context the fact that joss whedon is fucking creepy as shit that does put a lot of that what if
3: they redid buffy Mm. what if there was a redo of buffy i
2: mean it would probably be better give it a few years (laughs) yeah honestly yeah give it a few years
3: not on the point of the book what if they redid supernatural
2: i mean no no, listen. We've suffered long enough.
1: I but, have a like, special well. place. I have a special place in my heart for Supernatural. You know this, Mel. Yeah. For yes. all of its faults. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> there's all of this stuff going on. We have this toxic relationship where Charlotte is insisting that William has to be her person, obsessed with her and her only, essentially, enforcing that standard on him. There's Theo, who is trying to be a normal person and enforce these boundaries doing what he thinks is to keep charlotte safe and then there's charlotte just being like a raging ball of random emotions that lashes out at anyone who's nearby to her
2: yeah and so yeah homecoming we get we get to homecoming so charlotte agrees to have william take her to homecoming oh should we talk about the email because we only talked about it in in formatting
1: yeah so the emails the emails this is a whole other thing Because, okay, first she does agree to have William take her to homecoming. And she emails him basically saying like, hello, yes, I'd like you to take me to homecoming. But also I'm still mad at you about some stuff. Here are my nine points of me being upset with you. Yeah. And then it's a numbered list. And this is another thing that the author does is she loves numbered lists.
2: And the thing is, like, that's that's another grammatical and formatting thing is that they... She has numbers in dialogue. Yeah. Like it should be in a properly formatted book, I feel if someone is talking, the word, the the number needs to be written out. In like I mean, as someone who's taken a lot of creative writing and screenwriting classes, mm-hmm. that is how I have been taught is like you can have numbers in between the dialogue, but in dialogue, because it's something that the person is saying the number needs the word needs to be written out because it is what someone is saying whereas in this book it's literally like when someone is talking in a list it will be written out in the dialogue as like one with a parentheses yeah and that's is a bit that's like a weird formatting thing for me
1: i don't i don't mind the like saying the number one versus using the number one in dialogue but i will agree that the that the author's use of numbered lists in this is really weird both in internal monologues because it's like who thinks in a in a maybe some people do but in a book having the character think in a numbered list in in paragraph form is kind of jarring yeah. And two, in the dialogue, it comes off as very disingenuous. It comes off as very unnatural.
2: And it comes off, again, as very much like a fan fiction written by a 14-year-old on fanfiction.net. Yeah. The,
3: the, the thing with the ball and the homecoming.
2: The thing
1: with the ball and the homecoming. Sorry. No, we have to talk about the emails first because this is, okay. important, for, this is important for Charlotte and William's relationship because she sends him emails basically saying like, hey, I'm mad at you. Here are the nine reasons why. And he responds with, like, again, a numbered list, including rebuttals to all of the things. And him saying, like, I was mad at you. I, like, I was upset that you were doing these things with Theo because I want to protect you because I care about you. And I grew up in a time where you protect people, like, men protect women.
2: And I get that's not how you are, but that's how I am. And, and And, like, talking about how apparently she, like... This is another, like, weird thing about the author is they talk about how she cusses out, like, her parents and William, but the cussing out is literally, like, damn. Yeah. Once. And it's just very, to me, like, I realize damn is a cuss word, but also, like, if I'm cussing someone out, that's not what it sounds like. (laughs) And not as a 17-year-old either. (laughs) It's a situation
1: where he's, it's basically, like, William's confronting Charlotte about, like, you're being kind of disrespectful to the people in your life. And you're kind of being reckless about your relationship with Theo because you're ignoring the very, like, actual risk that he does pose to you. You can, you could still be in a relationship with him, but he does pose a risk to you. But then also, it's William trying to get Charlotte to admit that she had feelings for him. Because he didn't know. He was the only person on the planet, allegedly, who didn't know Charlotte had feelings for him. Yeah. And so he's trying to get her to admit that. And she essentially does. She says that, yes, I was in love with you, but now I'm with Theo. And so he's and like. And she well, says,
2: like, she waited too long for him yeah. to
1: say anything. And, so, and then William's like, well, do you love me now? Do you still love me? And she says, my feelings for you are nothing compared to my feelings for Theo.
2: She also says that that answer is irrelevant. Yeah, she's like, it's irrelevant yeah, I how I feel for you now. So,
3: so not only A, no, but B, I could care less about that. But
2: the thing is, that's not entirely true. Like, yeah. she goes on to then basically say that that's not entirely true. She goes out of her way to avoid
1: directly answering the question. Because he asks, like, hey, do you still like me? And she says, it doesn't matter. And he says, that's not a yes or no. And she says, my feelings for you aren't like my feelings for Theo. And he says, that's not a yes or no. Yeah. Do you still like me? And he basically, it's like pulling teeth in the form of email chain that's written in the middle of this book. Yeah. And that they're reading in class? They're, re- they're, they're, they're like emailing each other in class. And then they start like passing notes back and forth. And the whole time, Charlotte is sending these messages to Theo to read. Yeah, and that also bothered me. <laughs> she's like forwarding him the emails that William is sending her and forwarding him the emails she's sending back and taking pictures of the notes that they're sending to each other and texting them to Theo to be like, here, look at this conversation I'm having with William where he's asking if I still have feelings for him and I'm not saying no.
2: It's very, and, and then there's like a really no. cringy part where like this teacher then finds the note and like reads it aloud in class. Yeah. Which is, like, also really... It's just, like, a really cringy section of... It's, like, doesn't make sense. And essentially what
1: comes of it is that William is under the impression that Charlotte is not interested in him now. And Charlotte has finally, like, they're kind of at a place where they're good, quote-unquote. And Theo is fine because they had that conversation, but Charlotte made it clear that she wanted to be with Theo instead of William. So Theo's like... As long as you want to be with me, that's fine. I don't care. And I'm just kind of like, dude, have a little bit more self-respect. Also, there are other women in this school.
2: There are other women in this school. And also, like, it's really shitty to be having this conversation with your best friend and deciding you're going to put everything you say to your best friend to your partner. Yeah. Like, as as an adult, there's a lot of things I talk, like, with you about or with other people about that Mal doesn't, like, I don't. Tell Mouse just play by play.
3: Yeah, hi. Yeah, no. Like, and the thing is, that doesn't bother me because yeah. we're communicative adults that understand our relationship. Yeah. If like, Chelsea it, wants to go talk to somebody about some shit I did in the kitchen, she could go do that.
2: Well, and it's yeah. not even just that. If, like, Christina, yeah. like, for example, uh, if Christina's having an issue and she wants to talk it out with me, that doesn't have to involve you.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Yeah. Like,
2: if we, if we have an argument, Chelsea and I have an
1: argument, even if it's, like, about you... Or like you're included in it somehow, we don't right. need to include you in that conversation because if we there was a problem that we had with you, we could talk to you about it, so yeah. It's like, and I,
3: yeah, and, we, and I and, feel you would
1: yeah, we've done that, like if there is yeah. an yeah. issue, like literally it, Chelsea and I haven't had arguments about you, but no, but if we've that, had, had
2: arguments about other things, <laughs> yes, we've
1: had discussions we've had arguments about other things, and if there was an issue that we had with each other, and we have, we would oh, sit yeah. down. And talk to each other about it because we're adult human beings.
2: Literally. Yes. Like, that's, it's like sometimes there's like a couple days of a cool off and then it's like, let's sit down and talk about this. But we're adults. Yeah. And we talk about it to each other and it does not have to include Mal. (laughs) No matter
3: the situation where all three of us individually adults who understand the line of communication and how to properly broach it versus I, I guess as a teenager, I wasn't good as it. I suppose maybe the book is doing a good depiction sure. of that. But also, these kids are cowards.
2: <laughs> these kids are cowards. And again, it just goes back to the fact where, like, Warren and William are supposed to be way older yeah, and do not act it. There is no reason to have William and Lauren be so much older, except that they allude to, like, Lauren being a mother figure to Theo, which still doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. Yeah. Because, like, you can also, like, there's... There's the trope of the mom friend in every fucking friend group. Like, that could just be Lauren.
1: She could be the mom friend. Like, yeah, there's no reason that these kids... Like, you could have vampires that are, like, drastically older than the the main characters. But you could have these teen vampires that were born vampires actually be 17. And then that would explain their relationship dynamics to each other a lot
2: better. It would also explain their maturity level a lot better like it literally just does not make sense for these characters to be older and it sucks that it's like we are literally looking at twilight like holy shit that was done way better than it's been done here i know (laughs) the bar
1: is again we keep breaking this joke the bar is so low the bar is so low so So, (laughs) so it's agreed that everything's chill i guess now Theo was just like had to be privy to a very intense conversation with his girlfriend and her best friend about whether or not the two of them had feelings for each other or not. But he doesn't care about that and he's not going to internalize that or be bothered by it at all. He's going to insist that William take Charlotte to homecoming. Mal, please don't spit take. I saw you struggling for a second. I
3: I wanted to. I was taking a drink while you said that. And I was certainly won't internalize that at all. And I'm just like,
1: oh, God. Um. But so, okay. Hold on. So this, this is homecoming. one knit I have to pick. Okay. Just really quick. One knit I have to pick. The theme for Homecoming is Disney
2: Princesses okay yes i would like to hit this too (laughs) the theme for the homecoming is know exactly what you're talking about it bothers the shit out of me the theme is
1: they explicitly say the theme is disney princesses charlotte uh, selected jasmine out of a hat and goes on to say that jasmine is like the worst princess and also doesn't even wear a dress so she doesn't understand how she's supposed to get a dress for Homecoming based on Jasmine. What a fucking first racist First of all, asshole. fuck you.
2: Jasmine is awesome. Jasmine's a great I princess. I fucking love she Jasmine. Wears she, wears she wears a wears dress. She wears a dress. But also, like, you can easily just be like, first of all, and even if she doesn't wear a dress in the movie, really, it, the only dress she, she does. wears. She does. does she?
3: It's their version of a dress for their culture.
2: Well, yes. But I'm saying, like, even outside of that, there's right. so many art of Disney princesses that is official from Disney that is Jasmine wearing a dress outside of her wedding dress. Also. And like crop top skirt. Yeah. yeah crop top skirt. coming back into style. Yeah. It's 2015 I mean, also, in this book. Wear a crop top and a skirt.
3: There's also plenty of art of Disney princesses wearing like, what was the word you used earlier? Snobbishly, Sh-
2: Slovenly. Slovenly. Slovenly clothes. There's like. there's like so many art depictions of Jasmine wearing like an ornate like dress. And she ends up picking out like a light blue dress with gold accents, which is, yes. Because later
1: (laughs) it's said that it's navy. Later they say the dress is navy. And I'm like, how is it based on Jasmine at all? This is my knit that I have to pick. You made a point. You went out of your way to say this was a thing. And then you completely disregarded it. And I'm mad. I don't know why that was the hill that I chose to die on. But she picked a
2: navy blue dress that was not like Jasmine at all. I would like to pick on the fact that she's disparaging Jasmine because Jasmine, yes, all Disney princesses have some sort of inherent, like, uh, societal issue because of how they are treated within our society and, like, how they are treated within the zeitgeist of, like, little girls looking up to Disney princesses. Okay, I can understand that. But Jasmine specifically as a princess from the 90s was very independent, was the reason that, like shit got handled at the end of the film and was also like her whole storyline was like I don't want to fucking get married and I don't want to be a fucking princess this shit sucks I just want to live my goddamn life
3: I think that and she was upset that her dad was always so stressed that's about it she was
2: also upset that her dad was trying to control her and she was like "This shit sucks
3: that's yes that's true yes
2: which there's
1: a lot of parallels between Charlotte's mood and Jasmine if you stop to think about it as far as what Charlotte's trying to be but instead, she's just the worst. And so the worst. F- she goes to homecoming and Theo shows up. He like goes to the like the homecoming court vote
2: or whatever. OK, and- that's another thing. Is this another high school thing that just wasn't at my high school? Mm-hmm. Where the homecoming game and the homecoming dance are the same day. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: I hey Chelsea. I didn't have homecoming at either high school I went to, so I could really? not tell you.
2: Because we had homecoming and it was the game was Friday, the dance was Saturday.
1: Couldn't tell you. No idea. We didn't have it at my high school.
2: It I, does not make any sense I for remember, the homecoming dance and game to be on the same day because the game, because then you wouldn't, the, the dance then wouldn't start until like 10 o'clock at night.
3: So I remember prom and Sadie Hawkins, but there was not a homecoming dance. There was no homecoming dance.
2: My high school game, just had prom.
3: Yeah, my high school just had prom and Sadie Hawkins.
2: Yeah. Okay, listeners, can you explain... Because, okay, you guys don't even... Well, I'm not even going there. <laughs> listeners who also had homecoming dances, was it ever the same day as the game? Because that does not make sense to me. But
1: there's... They go to the stadium. There's, like, there is the high school game, the football game. That was another thing. There was, like, some, some drama about going to a football game earlier in the book. Doesn't matter. It's stupid. It's just another bit where Charlotte and William are fighting. They go to the game... Theo shows up to like offer moral support because Charlotte wants to kind of does want to win homecoming queen. Like she's, she's like, Oh, it's not really important. I don't need to win homecoming queen, but I do want to win homecoming queen. And it doesn't matter. I don't know why anyone would vote for her. She's the worst, but Theo shows up to be boyfriend. He gives her some flowers, but William is the one who escorts her up to the stage. And there is a vote. And one of the other people in the running is Natalie, who is being escorted by Caleb. Yeah. The two people we mentioned at the beginning of the book that we told you to forget about because they didn't matter until later. Here's where they matter. Yeah. They come back and they're just petty and mean and they don't like that Charlotte's one homecoming queen.
2: And then we get to the homecoming dance, which is like... It just hard cuts
1: the homecoming dance.
2: It hard cuts the homecoming dance. I don't remember if anything at the dance specifically happened. But then, okay, keeping in mind, th- this is where I have a lot of problems. So mm-hmm. keeping in mind that Charlotte has been targeted by someone for, like, the whole school year. Which the whole school year, homecoming happens in, like, November. This hasn't been a very long school year. This, like, not a lot think, of time has really passed. I don't think that this is...
1: Yeah, it's only been a few months. It's been, like, yeah. the three months since they started school.
2: Yeah. So... Charlotte is like oh I have to like we're gonna go and somewhere else or whatever and Charlotte's like I have to go pick up something from my locker both Theo and William are like hey do you want me to come with you and she's like no it's fine I'm just gonna go get something from my locker and in my head I'm thinking she's literally been targeted For the last three months. And Theo
1: didn't, explicitly didn't escort her to the homecoming vote because he was worried about her being targeted by an attack. Like, it's like people make these decisions and then immediately forget for some reason. Also, the place they were going is that Lauren said, why don't we all go back to my place? Presumably so that they could have like their own little mini party.
2: Yeah. And also Finn's there. Does Flynn go to their school? I thought, yeah, I think he does i don't remember him going to their school but also he's not really important at all also again full sleeve of tattoos as a teenager as a 17 year old boy there's a lot that doesn't make sense nope but anyway
1: anyway she goes in, this is another thing that was stupid and doesn't make sense because she leaves to go to her locker she says to go pick up her physics book i don't know why she needs to do that you're it doesn't make sense but she goes to her locker to pick up her physics book. In the narrative, William says that he was listening to her heartbeat the whole time. Like he, he always does. Like he always does. He was listening for This is the first her.
2: time it's mentioned. That's
3: weird. Like, again, the lore was not dropped for what vampires, dwarves, and, and zombies do. Yeah. No, it know? was never
1: mentioned that he can have, like, he's like, well, it's mentioned that vampires have better hearing, but here's the rub, you see, Mal, is that she? he describes how he listens to her... F- feet like her footsteps it's described that he hears them slow he hears her heart rate pick up and then he hears her heart rate slow dramatically and he becomes very worried so he goes to check on her it is revealed very quickly that when she went to go to her locker she was jumped by natalie and caleb who yelled at her and accused her of being a necrophiliac for being with
3: with Theo. Theo, which... So, probably they're the ones who did the car and the locker. All
1: That's of that stuff. That's what it's
2: alluded to, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then they... They shove her against the locker so hard that it gashes her forehead. And, like, she has a, a, a laceration on her head down to the skull bone. Yeah. And so... And, and William, my thing is... Here's my thing. Okay. William said he could hear her heartbeat and he could hear her footsteps... But somehow he couldn't hear the conversation that was being had between the three of them, and he couldn't hear her being pushed into a locker. With a
3: loud metal bang.
1: He
2: couldn't hear the louder things, but he could somehow hear her heartbeat and her footsteps. So he rushes her to the hospital because he's fast. Okay, I did the math. Okay. okay. I did the
1: math because in the book it says that the closest hospital. Is 10 miles away. And he gets there in four minutes. Which means that he's going 150 miles per hour. Okay. On foot. Meaning? Carrying her. Yeah. And my whole thing with that is, when it comes to human beings, um, we can travel at those speeds. But the issue is not the speed you're going, it's how quickly you get there. There's a reason why when you take off in a plane, you feel it. Yeah. Because you're accelerating real fast. How quickly is he accelerating? She would be dead. If he's going from zero to 150 in like a second, she would be dead. Also, the whole
2: thing. And if you're thinking about, well, what about- G-Force. Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) G-Forces. What
2: about race cars? It's also a whole thing of like- Wind. Yeah. Like, if you're in a car, the wind resistance is not getting at you. It absolutely is if you're carrying someone. Yep.
3: My other thought is, like, when again, thinking back to Twilight, in the Twilight movies, Edward goes from zero to whatever speed, like, in an instant. Bella also should be dead.
2: Yeah. Well, yes, but at least with that, it's said that Bella fucking hates it and feels really fucking queasy about it wheezy when it happens and yes that's not nearly as much as she should be feeling but still it's something and another nitpick
1: that i have is that it's explained that charlotte is bleeding heavily this whole time and i don't remember william having any kind of conflict with the fact that she is bleeding heavily he's a vampire and there is no mention or like she's literally covering him in blood again and there's no mention of any kind of conflict or or feeling that william has about this despite being a vampire and it's one of those things where it's like if you want to make the character a vampire then you have to include the bits of vampire lore that's the whole that's the whole point if he's not gonna care about blood at all ever in your narrative then what's the point of making him a vampire make him an elf or something and
2: then here is Elf. my next row. Oh
3: God, just just like zombies, werewolves, and elves, and
2: elves. <laughs> I could write a dissertation on just the last few parts of this book that bother the shit out of me. <laughs> okay, go for it. The next one is so he takes her to the hospital, and it hard cuts to the next morning. Yes. She's home. Yep, I had
1: so many problems with this. <laughs> I had so many problems with this. Her mother like, is the is the head surgeon of this hospital. She was hurt so bad that she had to get like a line of stitches on her head, and she had a, a massive head wound. She wakes up at home.
2: They take she should her to the hospital. She should have been. She, no, that's fine, sleeping. But she should have been in the hospital a for a few though. days. No, yeah. that's a myth. And also, well,
1: they do they do worry about like a head wound and you falling asleep because it's harder to tell if you
2: have like amnesia or something with that. Yeah. But if you have an if you're in if you're in the hospital and you're being monitored, then you're fine. Then you're fine. They don't want you to necessarily sleep for a bit after a concussion if you go home. Exactly.
3: Uh, Which she went home.
1: Yes. No, she went to the hospital. But then after they gave her stitches, they took her home. And it's like without her being conscious. Yeah. She was unconscious the whole time.
3: No, 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 no. And also they-
1: when she wakes up, she goes to the bathroom. They left her alone. She wakes up, she goes to the bathroom and takes a shower. Yeah. After having a head wound, she's unsupervised and she has exposed stitches on her head
2: which
3: are not
1: supposed and to she- get
2: wet. No, and she explicitly showers to get the blood out of her hair. Yeah.
3: They would have gotten the blood out of her hair at not
2: a the hospital. hospital. Would they have it or depending on how yeah, much blood there is, they got to clean true.
1: some of it. Yeah. yeah you don't want to keep w- it around. It's unsanitary. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah.
3: It's would have been not to mention like if the wound was so, let's say, long that it went towards the scalp, they would have shaved a part of her head, too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of things. I'm just like, she should have she should have got up from that bed, walked into the shower and then passed out because she is a head wound. And then she yeah. should have reopened all the stitches that they did and got a massive ass infection on her scalp. That's what would have happened in the real world. But
2: also in the real world, she would have woken up in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two, and I realize other stuff is happening too, but I just, I just want to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. William sees Natalie and Caleb fleeing the scene. Yes. flee. Also, Charlotte very explicitly says, they attacked me. Yep, she still
1: remembers the whole thing. She's yeah. able to tell the police and her parents and everyone, these two attacked me.
2: It's explained in the book that nothing is going to happen to Natalie and Caleb because she had a head wound and therefore cannot be trusted. trusted. She's no and longer I'm like, a reliable witness. That's not how that
3: Where works. Where did the head wound come from? Do you think she slammed her own head into the wall? And I think it's proven you can't actually injure yourself enough that way solo
2: well and like William also saw them and they say like well that doesn't prove anything because you didn't see anything they were just fleeing the scene and I'm like no this weapons. is not how the fucking law works that yeah. also means
3: they, they'd they be brought and then questioned by the police at that point
2: point. and at least at that point they would be they she would be able to get a restraining order against them they would not be able to go back to that school yeah no at the she, very
1: least she has she has like a her witness testimonial they can there's like ways to prove competency there are ways to prove that somebody is able to like reason and remember correctly you can't just say oh well you have a head wound so you obviously weren't thinking straight and you don't know what actually happened to you there are ways to prove that you do in fact know what happened to you
2: and also there was a witness who saw them fleeing the scene that's enough that is honestly enough. And they probably don't have, like, an a
1: good alibi. And if she was bleeding that heavily, they might have her blood on
3: them. On them. Yeah. There's or, a, yeah.
2: There's, just, a, <laughs> a, there's lot, a lot. Yeah. They're basically setting up so that there's still villains in the next book at the school. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this doesn't make any fucking sense. The hospital and the police investigation are really like everything else is like this is a terrible book but those two things really I'm like no this is so fucking stupid I can't even fathom a writer writing this down and thinking like yeah this is a good conflict for the book like Bella woke up in the hospital like <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs>
3: Although I, I did like in the Twilight books where whenever she was in the hospital, everyone was like, oh, what fake story are we going to send? Oh, uh, she fell on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> really you, enjoyed that. It.
1: I tripped and fell. I, I fail So there's another thing that happens after she gets out of the hospital is that she and William have a talk and kiss.
2: No, 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 no. no. Before that happens. Hang on. Before what happens, that happens before. What happens before? So she's out of the hospital. Of course, she's like on edge because uh nothing is happening to the people who attacked her. They're still be they're still in her class with her. I thought that they kissed before she nope. went back to school. Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, what happens is William has a talk with Kennedy about what he said to Charlotte and Kennedy's like you didn't explicitly tell Charlotte, that you're still in love with her. And therefore she doesn't understand that because she's a very literal person. I'm like, that's she's Whatever. Because she's an idiot.
1: And I wanted to be whatever. I wanted to be everything Theo wanted to be or is to you. Is not a clear expression of actually still having feelings for somebody. But whatever. Whatever.
2: So what happens is Theo then is like trying to cheer her up and decides, hey, you told me that you've never seen a meteor shower. That's right. I'm going to take you to the middle of a field and I have like a whole setup so we can watch a meteor shower at 2 30 and i'm going to make sure that you're home before your parents wake up so that they don't notice that's right that does happen yeah and what happens is they're they're in the middle of the field with the meteor shower happening at this point i'm like fucking skimming i'm like please be over (laughs) but they get very close to kissing and theo's like we can't and charlotte's like i don't care And they're very close to kissing. And then William pops up out of nowhere and is like, what the fuck are you doing? That's because William's stalking her. It's the only reasonable
1: reason that he would know what she's doing constantly. Is Oh, he's absolutely stalking her.
2: Yeah. So, and then takes Charlotte and is like, tells Theo, like, you're being so fucking... No cussing in this book, by the way. This is just me. You're being (laughs) so irresponsible like how could you do this to her you could have killed her like how dare you and takes her home and it's when he takes her home that he's like i still love you i am in currently in love with you and kisses her and then charlotte kisses him back yeah the first he
1: kisses her and it's explicitly said in the novel first she never corrects him that she's the one who tried to initiate the kiss with theo theo was telling her they shouldn't do it charlotte kept pushing him she never explains this to William. Second, in the novel, it's explicitly said William leans in and kisses her. It's a short little kiss. The second kiss,
2: Charlotte instigates. Charlotte so, instigates the kiss and is like fully like on his lap making and out with yeah, him. Yeah, she
1: instigates them absolutely one hundred percent making out.
3: So she's just a terrible person.
2: She's yeah. so horny, I guess. And she's that super she'll horny take Anybody. She- Because she keeps saying, like, she just wants to kiss it. Like, the entire book, she's like, I just want to kiss Theo and he won't let me. She's super horny. She's so horny. But, like...
1: It's it's even like when she gets off with Theo, it does happens off screen, but it's implied it happens. Apparently that's not enough. It's not enough that she she has to like kiss him on the cheek or kiss him on the corner of the mouth, which is what they usually do. She wants to kiss him on the lips so bad or just kiss somebody on the lips so bad. It doesn't somebody. matter if A, she will die probably if she does so, or B, it's a different dude because she absolutely makes out with William.
3: Again, this goes back to what we're talking about on Twilight. Just become a supernatural creature. Where's the <laughs> negatives? You're hot. You can heal. You're attractive. You have superpowers. Just stop being a human.
2: Well, and that's the thing is we don't know. Like, again, it's said that I guess she could die from the zombie virus. But that is, like, very contradictory throughout the entire book. And, like, is it, like. Will she just become a zombie? Because there doesn't seem to be many downsides to being a zombie. Yeah, I don't know
1: what the downsides of being a zombie are either. Because like other than him being dead, no one treats him any different. And it's just shown that people are afraid of
2: him because he has the virus. And like he he's not dead, though, because his flesh regenerates. Yeah, he's not dead. Is he going to grow older?
1: We don't know. We know nothing about zombies. None of it's explained to us.
2: Oh, and also we totally skipped over the fact that Kennedy's definitely a witch and like at one point accidentally like throws Theo against a wall and it's kind of whatever. There's like a one shot moment because again, Kennedy's like a
1: side character in this book that is there but not there and is mostly just a plot device for Charlotte to be mad at William. Kennedy doesn't even have a consistent personality. At one point earlier in the book, Kennedy makes an offhand comment about, like, oh, all of our friend group is NS now. Like, Theo is a zombie and William's a vampire and Lauren's a vampire and there's Flynn, he's a werewolf, and I'm a witch. And everyone just absolutely craps on her and is just like, God, Kennedy, you're so stupid. Why would you say you're a witch? God, that's so dumb. And, like, later on it's proved that she actually is a witch. Uh, And also Theo's sister is a witch. And we don't know what that means either. At some point, you just manifest magic powers. I guess that's never. Well, I wish explained. this book
3: would manifest a plot.
1: It's never explained <laughs> what that means. It's just that at some it, point, no. they're a witch. They're you're a witch now. And Kennedy, yeah, gets mad at Theo and it says something to the effect because they're in that school and they're fighting. And I think this is after they they kiss. This is
2: well, no. Is it? Because I? this is one of the reasons that Thea leaves. No, Thea leaves immediately. Okay, no, this is after she's back from the hospital, but whatever. I don't so know if you... Gets,
1: listen, neither of us know the, the, plot, one, the plot timeline because all of it exists in nebulously in our brains. And technically it could happen whenever. But I'm pretty sure that either the kiss or this happens... After she leaves the hospital, but
2: I'm pretty sure that, like... No, this happens after she leaves the hospital because Kennedy's pissed at him for putting her in danger. The kiss happens, like, at the end of the book. So we skipped over that part then. Yeah, we skipped over that part. Okay, Kennedy goes off on Theo
1: because she's mad at him, and she also implies that Charlotte's depressed. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't get to see... Because the author just says it later instead of actually showing it to us throughout the book. But Kennedy makes makes a statement about, like, if you weren't here, Theo, Charlotte would be with William and she wouldn't cry all the time. And she wouldn't because the
2: whole thing is she wouldn't have gotten hurt.
1: Yeah. But it's implying that Theo, because Theo and Charlotte are dating, it's ruining Charlotte's life and it's tearing their friend group apart. And technically that's not wrong. But it's also yeah. technically not Theo's fault. Yeah. So, you know, it's complicated. But she throws Theo across the room with magic witch powers. And Theo's not mad at her about it for some reason. Because Theo's, like, incapable of being mad at people. Yeah. Including, including his father who killed him.
2: Yeah. He has, like, a book on witchcraft that he gives... Kennedy as like, a, hey, this is what my sister started reading when her power started manifesting. Maybe it'll help you. And Kennedy, like, apologizes for throwing him against a wall. And it's like, no, nah, it's cool. Yeah, it's like, all right. There's a lot. There's the no happening. real conflict in this book. The conflict in this book is
3: that Charlotte's an asshole.
2: The, the, conf- the actual conflict in this book is that Natalie and Caleb are like evil.
3: They're secretly the villains and you but don't no, learn that till the end.
1: I agree with Mal that the conflict is that Charlotte's an asshole because like, <laughs> it's,
2: <laughs> it's, it's, no, an, you're right. But I'm saying that the conflict that the author presents is, is Natalie and Caleb are assholes. Other than that, there is no apparent, st- apparent conflict. Cause even the conflict between like William and Theo is just like fine.
1: The conflict between William and Theo is one-sided because Theo never tells William to leave and Theo also never tries to get Charlotte to pick him over Theo. Multiple times throughout the book, Theo encourages Charlotte to hang out with William and also protects William from the crap he's done to save he and Charlotte's relationship. Theo never tries to push William out of the picture. He's just like, I just want to date you. And I apparently don't have any kind of self-respect, so I will take any and all abuse to my person. And that's what he does for the whole book. And occasionally he does stuff where I'm like, I think you're kind of an asshole, Theo. But like, in a weird way, I don't know. I didn't like Theo either. Obviously the author was trying to make him sympathetic and like a good guy, but does so by making him very bland and not make sense.
2: So, so then, so we talked about the kiss happening Charlotte wakes up, still horny. Yeah. Uh,
3: All day, every day.
2: Yeah. And apparently 24/7. Theo had like come back to try and talk to her and had witnessed them making out in William's car. Because apparently they were making out for like an hour, <laughs> which I'm like, that's a lot. You got um, to breathe. It is a lot. You have to breathe. So Theo leaves and like throws a rock through Charlotte's window attached no. to a note. When it says when the window is cracked, it means cracked open. Okay, I thought it was like broken.
1: No, that's what I thought at first. And then I went and reread it. And when she says the windows cracked, it means just the windows open.
2: Okay, so Thea leaves a, uh, this long. He, he breaks into her house
1: and leaves a letter. Yeah,
2: about how obviously it's not going to work out between them, and he still loves her, but she should be with William, and he's going to leave the si- he's going to leave their town to try and find a way for them to be together later.
1: He's going to try
0: he's heard
1: allegedly he has heard and again this is the first time we've heard about it at all in the book that there are people who say they can make zombies come back to life and he's going to go find those people and he's going to see what he can do to be alive again so that he's not a threat to her so they can be together.
2: Which is crazy, because at the beginning of the book, Lauren's whole thing is that she wants to go to college to find a cure for the virus.
1: Yep, that's what she wants to do when she grows up, I guess, in the next 300 years or so. I don't know how vampire age works. But that's how the book ends, is just
2: Theo's leaves. I read, because we have to read the second one, I read the synopsis, and the synopsis opens up with Charlotte's boyfriend, William, and I'm like, that was fast.
1: yeah. <laughs> But are we surprised?
2: No. So
1: the conflict of this novel, the conflict of the whole thing, is that William's in love with Charlotte and hates that she has a boyfriend. Charlotte, despite having a boyfriend that she loves, cannot get over the fact that she's also in love with William. Charlotte's boyfriend is supposedly the target of several hate crimes, except the hate crimes actually just target Charlotte and not Theo. Except for the first one where William beat him up for no apparent (laughs) reason. Uh, there are several hate crimes done to Charlotte about the man she's dating, but not done to the man she's dating, and the people who do those hate crimes are never brought to any kind of justice. And then Charlotte's boyfriend leaves, and that's the book. Yep.
3: And check back with us next month for the next book.
1: I will hate it as well.
3: Which probably have just as much plot.
1: How How do you rate this book, Christina? I rate this book. How do I rate this book? God. I give this book one sexy teen that you're told is a zombie, but all they've really done is um,
2: made him a little paler, I guess. And he's got different colored eyes. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I still pictured him as green the whole it's time. It's like, okay,
1: I read this book. I read this book as one really bad, horny Halloween costume where you're like a sexy zombie. But it's just like you're normal, except there's a little bit of blood on your face.
2: I rate this book. One terrible fan fiction I read when I was 12 years old and thought was genius. And that or one one terrible fan fiction I wrote when I was 12 years old, (laughs) thought was genius and then went back and read it as an adult and was cringing the whole time.
1: I exclusively wrote crack fiction when I was in middle school and that (laughs) crap still holds up.
2: I didn't I didn't write any horny fanfiction when I was twelve. Uh I wrote mostly crossover shit where I got to meet all my favorite characters. Nice. Self-insert's very good. Yep. That's I the, didn't book. Read the book. That's the
1: yeah.
3: book
2: mount. You're gonna have to read the second one. You have yes. to read the second one yes. and the third one.
3: Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to read the first one. It sounds
1: Oh,
2: I'm sure the next two are equally
1: not edited. What if the second one's actually a lot better? What if the writer got a lot of feedback from the first one? And now has a little bit of money and can throw at an editor, and it's it's suddenly the like just the These quality kids aren't of writing in college, so. is vastly I doubt improved. It. I highly my, doubt it. My fear, legitimately, is because this book covers the span of the beginning of school to homecoming. Which, if you're saying that's November, like right before winter break, what if it's the next book is just from winter break to spring break?
2: Yeah, I have a fear that this trilogy is just their senior year of high it's school. It's just the senior year of high school. It's going to
1: be from school start to winter break, from winter break to spring break, from spring break to summer, and then this trilogy stops. And that's my fear as an adult human. is like, God, I don't want to listen to
2: these teens. I, I have... I Maybe you should prepare yourself for that is what I'm going to say.
1: I'm going to make a lot of notes. I'm going to actually make a timeline of things as they happen so that we can remember. Wow. It's how many of these in are we? Like 20?
3: 28
1: we're on 28 i am gonna make a timeline of events that happen in the book as we go and i'm going to point out all the things i hate about
2: every (laughs) single part
3: i cannot believe for a book that technically wasn't that long this is
2: a long episode because there were so many things that we needed to talk about there
1: were a lot of tangents we won but also there was a lot we did not like there's a lot we didn't like
2: do you have anything positive to say about this book
1: no yeah no, I legitimately have nothing positive to say about this book. I did not I, like a single character. The yeah. best char- the, the best compliment I can give is that I did not dislike Kennedy.
2: I feel like earlier I said, like, that was fine. To, about is, something. If it's fine, does that it mean was? it's
3: good? No. It just means it's fine. Well... Not a single thing. Thank you for listening to Parlor of the Paranormal.
1: Thank Um, you, listeners, for coming to Parlor of the Paranormal. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Where we're adults here, not weird horny teens. We communicate. This is not how teenagers talk. I am 31 years old, and I know this is not how teenagers talk. Hey, lesson. Hey, fellow youths listening. Is this how you talk? Is this this what TikTok's like? This book is literally just that gif of Steve Buscemi in... Uh, high school gear saying hello fellow youths hello fellow youths
3: that is my like almost favorite gift of all time
2: it's from 30 rock
3: I uh uh-huh
1: i've not been in a high school in several years but i still feel like (laughs) i
0: still
2: have stress dreams about high school do you
0: that's yeah that's
2: worrisome the stress dreams are having to go back to high school after already having graduated college
3: well thankfully that'll never happen
2: yeah yeah we're going
1: to wrap this up now, everybody, because it's been a while, but thank you all for coming. We will be here next month with the next book in this series. Mal's going to read it. I'm going to have a more coherent timeline of events. Uh, we're all going to be upset, most likely.
3: Yes.
2: And these are the last books. The next two are the last books we're going to do that are not audiobooks because I can't do that anymore. <laughs> all right. Can't. Bye, can't Mal. This. Bye,
0: Chelsea. Bye, Christina. Bye, Christina. All right, well, I am ready to go when you guys are. Great.
2: Hello, Uh, Christina.
3: Oh, (laughs) oh, sorry.
2: You fucked me up. (laughs) Hello, Christina. We have to sink. Oh, fuck, we have to sink. (laughs) We have to sink. That's why I was like,
3: what are you
0: doing?
2: Okay. Three, two, one.